Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Stoop Kid Podcast. Hey everybody, today we got episode three with Joseph Beltran. I know him as Beltran. Um, he's the old friend. I met him back in high school, Mount Pleasant. Um, now he's a Bay Area chef. He kind of got his chops in L.A. and he's mm-hmm. back up here now in the Bay. Back up in this bitch. Back up in the Bay. Too so how, how you doing, though. buddy? Great. Uh, it's chilling, just working, stacking up. Stacking to, up that cheddar. Get my own thing going eventually when I figure out where the hell I'm going to move. Where are you at right now? Uh, I was Maine. I was deciding Maine. But uh, after all this cold shit, my, it's killing my ankles. I can't fucking be out here in the cold like that. So Maine? Maybe uh, just Vegas now. My wife keeps talking about <laughs> Vegas. Vegas is a little more not cold. Yeah. Well, kind of, it's, it's warm. Not as cold as Maine, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not fucking stupid ass cold. <laughs> Negative degrees and all that shit. I mean, probably not as good of lobster, though. <sighs> Or no, I don't give a fuck about seafood. Yeah, um, well then they fuck just Maine. legalized weed though. So Maine, was, yeah, legalized weed to like Amsterdam levels. I wonder so. how that's gonna affect Maine because I feel like they're not the most like. No, this it's is like sound mean, old people is shit. Was, yeah, was, yeah, they're, they're kind of like uppity. Like, no, 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 I don't think they're uppity. No. I wouldn't. I've never been there, so but I shouldn't make those jokes. From what I know, I like from what I've seen, uh, they're just like regular ass white people. They just. But chilling. that's what I mean. It's not a lot of diversity out there. Yeah, no, no, definitely no diversity. So it's like one culture. <laughs> no, they're gonna see us and you know fucking, the New England culture. They're gonna see me and my wife walking down the street and they're like, "Oh yeah, Obama did that." I'm like, "Fuck yeah. no." He Where's your Tom Brady jersey, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So I, I, I mean, I know you. You know, I've known you for a long time, but. Um, you uh, started to do your chops in LA and as a chef. Do you want to like get into that? How that kind of started? How you wanted? To, why you wanted to move down to LA? And yeah, so I, I guess it all started when like I met my wife. I just moved back from San Jose, or no, moved back to San Jose from I think it was like San Francisco or some shit. I was living with Omar out there. We, I was working at Macy's with them. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. It was like the second time he got me a job at Macy's. And this time I was working in the uh, women's shoe department and I was doing all the stock for that. Fuck the, yeah. The main building over there. It was, it was fun. I did that for like that 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 uh, holiday season for like, you know, November, fucking December, right. all that shit. Crazy. Yeah. You were Al Bundying it in Macy's. Dude. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. But uh, I did that. And after that ended, I went back to San Jose. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember this guy, Mojo. He was from the scene. From the I, hardcore I, I scene. think I remember. The I remember big he, ass dude. He was big. Mojo. Big. Yeah. Big dude. I, maybe. Mexican I think I dude. Know him. Uh, but, anyways, like, I was looking for a job out there in San Jose. And I was just like, yo, like, I need a job. And he hit me up. And he's like, I can get you in at Buffalo Wild Wings. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went there in the Socket South Side. Working at Buffalo Wildings, doing closing, <laughs> 2 a.m. Oh, every shit. fucking day. Like, oh my god, that shit sucked so Ain't... much. Like, so I did that. It was like 40 hours a week, which wasn't bad, but it just it sucked that I had. Was to... it like five to two? No, no, no. No, no my math like... is terrible. No, yeah, it's like five to like three because you oh, got, wow, you still have to close. Like, we, that's like, like a 10 hour shift then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when you when you cook. 
you you fucking work a lot, especially like oh, it's like stupid amounts of hours. Cause you got to prep, and yeah, then you got to prep for the next day. There's yeah, there's like all kinds of shit. Um, mm-hmm. But this is like kind of like um, corporate, so everything's a lot of frozen shit, or just oh, everything's it's done so pre-made. bulk. Yeah, everything's done so bulk that it's it's not like the what you're thinking it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did that for for a bit, a uh, few months. Um, kind of learned that restaurant hella quick. And then I was living in an apartment downtown with a bunch of the guys that I worked with there. Oh, that's cool. There was like six of us. And we all worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. And they had like a little area of uh, their living room that was kind of like separated but not separated. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up renting that shit out for like about like 400 a month. And we are okay. living like downtown uh, San Jose. And uh, they just built that BJ's right there. Uh, by the Target on Coleman. Oh, yeah, Next okay. to the Shark Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So we all fucking went over there, got hired. A bunch of us got hired. I did BJ's for a year, trained uh, all seven or eight stations it was, got my like little blue hat, which makes me like a supervisor kind of shit. I was okay. like, on the track to be a manager. I was going to get like, I was going to be a store manager like in two years. So... If I would have stayed for one more year, I would have been a store manager at like somewhere in Reno or some shit. They had the the new one was gonna be like in Reno or something. How'd and you, so I was lined up for that. How'd you like um, BJ's in comparison to like Buffalo? BJ's was dope. BJ's mm-hmm. is dope because it's it's pretty much like old world brigade cooking, where like you you have your executive chef. You have oh, your head okay. chef. So it's like the legit yeah. old school kind of like and then, order hierarchy. Yeah. And you, you're at your station. And that's mm-hmm. like, I was appetizers. I did everything, but like my station where I can hang and no one else can hang with me was appetizers. Right. And that was in between salads to my right and grill to my left. Oh, that's sick. And because like I could fucking like hang in it with all this shit, like all my orders, I can handle all that shit. And then like if I had to, I can go over to the left. And my right, and help out grill, and help out salads and shit like that. Okay, yeah. So you so, were kind of like, yeah, that's where I got like all. got my shit. Like uh, BJ's is where like I learned how to hustle mm-hmm. in the kitchen. You know, it wasn't like everything was prepped out for me. We have a prep team; they do all that shit for me. I didn't, I didn't learn. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I didn't learn my knife skills until after BJ's. I did a quick little place at uh, Billy Burke's in downtown San Jose. I know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that place. Yeah. I, so I went to interview for a manager position because I was thinking, okay, next step, manager. Mm-hmm. I'll be right. a manager, right? So I, I did that, and I went into this place, and it was fucking disgusting. I found out like from Ugh. a customer... Right, they're like, "Oh, this place is on Bar Rescue, huh?" And I was like, "What? Oh, what?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, this is—is is this the one that was on Bar Rescue?" I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I don't know. I just—I just got here like last week, man. Don't tell me that." But like, I should have fucking known because like that first week there was just like roaches everywhere, like. And like, it was already on Bar Rescue. Yeah, and it was so, already on Bar Rescue, but they switched owners. But the the new owners were just like some old like, Persian it, couple that didn't give a shit. They were just like, we're, we're gonna make this money. And Joe just Taffer's like, all, you already paid me. I don't uh, give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. He was like, I got my money. You guys failed. Like I don't give fuck a fuck. Fuck you, Billy Burks. Like shit. So, yeah, like I did that for like 
a few weeks and I was just like, all right, like there's so many roaches. There's like Fuck. these two little paisa dudes just don't give a shit. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> they're like, I'm they're like, just making money for their family. Yeah, they're, they're just like, fuck. they don't give a fuck. They <laughs> yeah. really do give a fuck. And because it's downtown and we had the windows, so all they're doing is oh. just like checking out all the bitches and the fucking, oh, yeah, for you sure. know, heading over to the fucking, all the clubs <laughs> the and shit, you know. Like, oh my god, it was it was ridiculous, man. <laughs> so I I said, fuck this. I'm I gotta find something else. And that's when I applied for Apple, the um, the headquarters Cupertino. Yeah. You know, Apple, IMAX and fucking mm-hmm. iPhones and shit. So I worked for their uh their cafeterias that they have. They have cafeterias in every one of their buildings in Cupertino. Okay. Yeah. And I got to work in the uh main campus Infinite Loop and I worked for the Pacific Rim Station. And so I had to make all different types of Asian food. So it wasn't just Chinese. And we didn't do Japanese because we had this, they had a sushi station with like old ass Japanese dudes. Oh, legit. Probably. Legit. Like, oh, dude. And like, um, so this is when, when I got there, like, this is when I started realizing like, hey, maybe I can be a chef. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've always thought about it when I was young. I was like, I told my mom like, oh, I want to be a chef when I was little. But I was a picky ass kid didn't fucking eat anything like all i ate was like maruchan ramen and toast and drink kool-aid all day like, <laughs> i didn't fucking have it a, a palate you know like i yeah. don't have a palate for this food you know but um but maybe that pickiness is kind of what your palate was i mean maybe it's kind of your particularness that would help you be a chef right? yeah yeah because it's like um for me it's like i like to make things like quote unquote plain you know mm-hmm. like because you can throw all kinds of shit on top of other shit and it's right. going to sound good and it's going to taste good, you know? But if, like, you make, like, a base dish, like, if you can't make a nice steak tartare, like, with just eggs, meat, and some olive oil. Yeah. And, like, some chives, you know? Right. Then, like, you don't know how to make a good... Like, you can throw tomatoes and some arugula and mm-hmm. this or fucking that and some kind of weird jams or jellies and all kinds of shit. But if you can't make just the meat, eggs, some salt, olive oil, and some chives, then who the fuck cares? Yeah, because at that point you're tasting the seasoning more than... Yeah, it's just like whatever, like, yeah, you can do this and that, but if what the base of what you're trying to make isn't great, then who the fuck cares? So that's how I went, and I was just like, that's when at Apple, I can just like, we had to do a different dish every freaking day. We couldn't repeat... We couldn't repeat something for three months. Did you like that? Yeah, that was great because, I, like I said, I had never touched knives. All my prep was done before for me mm-hmm. beforehand. So now I had to get in there. I had to fucking chop up shit. Like, I had to be able to serve 350 to 450 people every day. Holy shit. We had to, we had to prep that much. It was you and how many people? Me and four, 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 no, me and three cooks. So we had the head chef, the sous chef. And me and the other, like, just helper guys. So you're just busting ass. Yeah, the like whole time. cooking. Like, I cooked so many hundreds of pounds of just every type of noodle. I've never even heard of like clear noodles, mm. like big thick noodles, ramen noodles, like all kinds of shit. That's fucking awesome. Everything though. Chinese, Thai, Filipino. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just. Like, so it was like ponset? It kind of like so thin, much thin noodles for the Filipino stuff, or was it? Oh, I don't even remember. There was just yeah. so much shit. Like, like I said, I could. Something new every day. Dude, that's crazy. Something new every day. Like ramen burgers. I learned how to make ramen burgers. Um, Like pork bulgogi and sweet buns and shit. Ooh, sweet buns. So, 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 so much shit. And that's when I realized, like, okay, like, 
I knew I could hang in the kitchen, but now I can hang with these chefs and shit. Because that's like kind of not like I mean it is it's fancy. Yeah, it's almost like, like all the food. Star. It's 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 Apple. You know they spare no fucking cost yeah. for these people. They get them grass fed. Everything was grass fed. Like if it was meat, it was grass fed. If it was a plant, it was organic. So you burn a you burn a steak. You're burning like a thirty dollar steak. Yeah, yeah. I'll, for, I'll do no the, more than that. Probably the Mexican station. They do a uh, kaisen uh, carne asada, mm-hmm. like burritos, but with bison instead of regular bison. steak. Oh, dude, you don't even know how good that shit is. I'm going to steal that fucking idea. Ooh, take it. I love bison fuck. burgers and stuff. Bison burgers are bomb, but dude, a bison burrito is going to change your life. Yeah. You're going to smack every bison you see. You're like, <laughs> you don't know fuck, shit. You don't know you shit. You got to eat this fucking buffalo, yeah, bro. Watch fucking Master Chef for once, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, I'm kind of uncultured swine on the way. But not that I'm not clo- oh. not that I'm closed minded, but yeah, I know exactly, that I'm, yeah. I know that I'm not. It's just that you, you we haven't been uh, like exposed to that kind of shit, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. So like after Apple, that's when I we moved to LA. Me and my wife we moved mm-hmm. to LA, and I was like, okay, um, our lease was up, and it was fucking too expensive to live there. They were like raising our rent from twenty four hundred to three thousand. San Jose, right? Yeah, because I remember you're going away party. Uh huh. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably like what the last time we saw each other, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So like, yeah, that was like five years ago, man. So, <sighs> yeah, they raised. I can't even imagine what the fucking price of that apartment is now, because that, oh, yeah, that was three thousand right, when we that left. Was right on what First Street? Yeah, or like market. a right market, market in Coleman. Yeah, or like market, market turns into Coleman. I remember. Yeah, that was a hot spot. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, it's probably like five grand to live there now. Oh, that's so expensive. Yeah. And I started off living in the fucking corner of that living room. And mm-hmm. then like those fools left. And then me and my cousin and my wife, we ended up staying there. Oh, and okay. So yeah, that's, that's the how same we got spot. It. Yeah, that's the same spot. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, so that, cool. that's the same place so I have, where I, I know started. what you're talking about then. I've yeah. been there. Yeah, I met her there. Like she fucking moved to LA. Like from LA, she moved over there to with me. And mm-hmm. then we just kind of took over that apartment. All right, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But uh, we did the L.A. thing because I was just like, all right, we got to get out of fucking San Jose. This is too yeah. much. It's too much. So we went down to L.A. and we stayed with the grandparents for like a week just to go look for apartments. And that's when we went to Koreatown. Okay. Which is like right smack perfect in the middle of everywhere in L.A. Yeah. Koreatown's that matters tight. to go. You know, I mean, who They fuck? got that one area with all the light posts. Um, I've been there. I forgot oh, what wait, it's called. Oh, wait, the Makla? Wait, not Makla. Uh, it's fucking the, the art museum, right? I think so. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It has it's, like, like, it's just like square l- lights. Million, yeah, like light posts at, like everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm probably, I'm bad it's, with it's, names. It's sort of down, I know it's, it's, it's down it's, the street from Koreatown. It, yeah, it's, it's like near Midtown Koreatown. or some shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, like that was the perfect place because like we lived in between two um, two major train stations. Mm. and bus lights so i can make it to any restaurant like real easy yeah and so that's a no problem spot. yeah so like i started first job was like in santa monica for some superfoods place like super healthy health conscious kind of shit um did that for a few months it was whatever i that's where i really built up my nice because i had that fucking chocolate boxes and boxes of kale every fucking oh, wow. day down to like Fine, fine chopped kale, just like like slaw almost. Yeah, size. yeah, like kale. even worse than slaw, like even smaller. Finer. Than, yeah, finer Fuck. than that. Like, oh my you god, you probably hate kale now, huh? Actually, I kind of. It's it's 
not fucking bad when it's yeah. that way. You know? like the kale, Swiss but... chard, you throw Swiss chard and some burger. Oh, like that's it's almost like bomb. you cook it like greens, like collard greens in a way. Yeah, right? yeah. you pan fry it or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, I did that for a bit, but that shit was whack, and it was kind of far. It was like an hour and a half on the bus. Which Round wasn't trip? bad. You, no, no, just one way. One way was an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah, that's much. That's yeah, a it's just much. one one road. You take Wilshire all the way down. Oof. But it's a bitch. But I did like it because I was just like, oh fuck, I just got here to L.A. This is like summertime. Mm-hmm. I'm in Santa Monica. I just go down the street after I get off of work. I go skate down the hill. Oh fucking yeah. Have some beers. Smoke at the fucking the cliffs right there and shit. So oh, it was dude. nice. Yeah, you had some cool times. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Just hanging out by myself. It was nice, you know. Yeah. But after that, I think I did uh, Little Jewel of New Orleans in Chinatown, Ooh. which is like a po' boy spot, Cajun Ooh. food. And that's when I started really frying. Did you guys do beignets there? Beignets, dude. Fried catfish, fried oysters, fried shrimp. Like, Damn. I had to do good. fresh fries. Like we made our fries in house and all that shit. Um, how are the how are the fries in comparison to other places you've had? Good, but they were thick cut fries and mm. I don't fuck with thick cut you fries like, like that little, much. The I like tiny the, that BJ Super shoestring shit. Mm. That's okay. That's my fries. Hell yeah. But that I fucking did that for like a year. And that's when I found out that, like, oh, shit, if you want to be a chef, you need to be about this life because you're going to be fucking working your ass off. Because mm-hmm. that year, I worked six days a week, 12 hours a day. Ooh, 72 hours a week. Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah. And then you're commuting. Is it an hour no, and a half commute, both no, ways? No, that commute was that, that commute was easy peasy because oh, okay. I just hopped on it. I'd skate down the hill to the train chase station, and then I'd take it all the way to, to Union Station, the main station in L.A., and then i skate to Chinatown. Okay, like, so that was... It'd probably be like 20, 25 minutes. Bad, but I mean, you're still working 72 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. It was just like all that. And then that like, day off is just sleep slash... Sleep, hang out at the PC bong because I didn't have internet at home. So the only way I can uh, oh, yeah. use the internet, play games or anything, you know, just like watch TV. Had to go down to the fucking PC bong, which is sick though because we smoked fucking weed there. Mm-hmm. It was like sick ass spot, second story. The corner of like this little shopping plaza mm-hmm. with balconies around that wraps around. So they didn't oh, so say they didn't, shit. They didn't. Okay, cool. So we smoked weed like Was it all like a day public there. place kind mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So just kind of like a place where people would probably just read or go no. to just chill? Yeah, just go and chill. Guys, like they... homeless people just like, well, like anyone who was homeless and like played video games, they knew like, oh, I can just come to the PC bunk, pay right. for the day pass, and just sleep in my chair, and no That's problem. Sick. Easy, they wouldn't easy. care if you guys yeah. were like blazing it up. Yeah, dude, we'd like, yeah, I'd pay like a few bucks. It's just like two bucks an hour to play there, and then you just like, you walk in, you know, you know everyone. Hey, what's up, fools? Yeah, we yeah. smoking. You matching? Let's yeah. go. Let's go out to the back. All right, we're gonna get oh, in the game tight. now. Let's go. Fuck smoke. Yeah, and it got great view. McDonald's right across the street. So you know, <laughs> you get, get a fucking hungry. hungry. Yeah, you all stoned and shit. You're, You're like, like, I need I, some fucking fries. Yeah, like, I love po' boys, but where's that double quarter pounder at? Right, yeah. Fuck that shit. I need some chicken nuggets <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And then there, though, is when I learned to start eating everything with chopsticks because you don't oh. want to get grease all over your mouse and keyboard. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, Kinda I saw like these. Eating the hot Cheetos with yeah, chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. The, I saw the little Korean girls. They're in there and they're just eating all their hot Cheetos with the chopsticks. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's so smart. Yeah, so dude, smart. it's so smart because nothing looks more fucking juvenile. And yeah, weird I'm than fucking red ratchet. Fingers. You see some fucking bitch with red ass <laughs> fingers. Like, you dirty ass bitch. You don't... 
Oh my That's God. exactly what I think, I just, like, dude. I can't oh even my... imagine all the dudes you're scamming into some uh, like fucking phone bills getting paid or something. I hope you wash your hands. Mm. It's <laughs> like you, you hear guys talking about lipstick stain in their dicks. Oh, so no. What about the hot Cheeto hands? Oh, uh, no. It was just funny because my wife was just telling me about one of her friends from LA. <laughs> She's just like one of these like... Uh, she's like one of those just like typical girls like who moves to LA who just wants to live like that cool LA life and she just like she's not bad looking or anything mm-hmm. but she's just gets the worst luck with dudes and she, she was telling uh. me about the story with the guy that she was with this last time like took her to In-N-Out after they went drinking <laughs> with some friends they split off to go to In-N-Out uh-huh. right he orders some fucking animal fries Ooh. fucking eating them right yeah later that night he finger bangs them <laughs> She gets a yeast infection because of the animal fucking style fries. It was dude. the fucking special oh my sauce. God. It was just like, ah, oh, can there be any more of an LA story oh than God. that? Right? Those just fucking those so... grilled onions, man. They're dangerous. I'm just like, oh, dude. Anyone will do anything for anyone who's just kind of cool. I mean, you gotta. I don't know. I mean, that's tough. Bad luck with dudes, though. That dude straight up didn't even wash his hands. Yeah, that's probably that's, didn't even lick his fingers. That's LA, man. It's grimy out there, dude. Oof. Grimy. Everyone's just doing drugs and drinking hella tough and fucking getting in and out yeast infections. That's brutal. Oh my god. He's all. I didn't think of that when I was ordering off the secret menu. That fucking sucks. And that's the secret right there. It's just <laughs> yeah. a fucking yeast infection. Just just watch your fucking secret. hands, bro. <laughs> Step away from the poo, dude. So that I mean, you always kind of did. You always kind of like L.A. Yeah, I was always out there, dude. Like, yeah, because even teenagers, in high school, I feel, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I was you never made at high school. Down there. Yeah, I was never at high school. I was like, fuck school. This yeah, is- that's the weird <laughs> thing. Is like, even though I met you in high school, I don't remember really seeing you much. I mean, maybe a couple years, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, I think. But we hung out still, but I yeah. don't think you, you weren't in school with us. Yeah, like, I was never there. It was there. after school. Yeah, I was there either after school, you know. Uh, if I was there during time, it was just like just going around through all the different groups there was so many different groups you know and everyone was doing so many different things you know there was like you guys you and tom and all those guys uh-huh. and then like you guys yeah you guys were into rock and like hardcore and all that shit but then mm-hmm. there was also the, like those alex thomas and those fools that were like new metal and slipknot oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i would hang out with those guys because those are the fools that I, I hung out with in my freshman year oh but yeah. then there was also like uh the older kids that were older than me that I ended up making friends with on my freshman year. They were like identity NA, like uh Melissa and Nathan and those souls. Okay. They were like the older kids that were into punk. They got me into punk. They were the ones who got me into punk. Yeah, I kinda noticed that. They were like they, they were, were almost like genres like... with years of kids at our school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so they got me into punk and like hard not punk on hardcore, but like punk, that bad religion kind of punk. Or like it was like very DIY. Kinda political kind of base shit you know oh, okay yeah yeah like, yeah all that kind of stuff and that's like, straight up punk basically yeah yeah that's how i just it, categorize that as like punk yeah all of that's, that's punk real punk that ain't pop punk yeah no for sure you and, probably get your ass kicked where yeah and i just i just floated around through all those crews like all the all you guys i just floated mm-hmm. around because it's like why would i just stay with one group like, yeah i mean it makes and then, sense and i was even like friends with like because i even dated cheerleaders and shit like that so i was friends with like cheerleaders well, you always, and, like, i mean yeah uh cheerleaders and like the football guys and shit like that like i 
sit next to them in class and they'd be like, oh, you're a rocker, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was always a cool topic for yeah. the dumbasses. <laughs> you're a rocker, huh? You a punk rock BZ? I remember in freshman year, some guy, it's like, is that all you know because you listen oh, to Mac yeah, Dre? Mac Dre. Way punk to go, rock bro. BZ. Way to go, bro. <laughs> I like Mac Dre, but I'm like, he didn't coin the fucking, this is, this yeah. is metal, bro. Yeah, that's... This is Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> I love Mac Dre, but it was Dio before Dre. Yeah. Shit. I gotta take a piss. No, no, no worries. I'll, I'll pause. I'll stop it right there. I'll pause it. All right. We're back on. Shit. Yeah. Where were we? Fucking. I think we were talking about. LA being grimy. As well. LA being grimy. <laughs> it's um, actually not that bad anymore you know when i went out there i thought i was you know being san jose boy fucking mm-hmm. growing up with north family and shit i thought oh, yeah, i was gonna be like a lot of serenios down i was there. gonna be like oh man it's gonna be fucking scrap central every fucking <laughs> fucking scrap i see i would be like spitting at their feet and just cutting under my fucking <laughs> breath you know i was just like oh fuck you scrap fuck you die yeah uh no nah, i actually you know Donald Trump, <laughs> USA. He scared the <laughs> fuck out of all those spices out there, yeah. dude. Oh my god, no, there was like, we went out there, right? And it was just as he was about to be elected, right? Mm-hmm. And there was like, yeah, I remember like my first week out there, like I wore like a, a red flannel, but I had skinny jeans on. I very obviously. So you probably look more like a skater. I looked very obviously like a fucking skater, right. punk, you know, very obviously not a gangbanger. But mm-hmm. these fucking scraps walking by in my neighborhood, like, so fucking red. And I'm like, fuck what that. the fuck? I, you know, I just fucking like whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, walk past him, whatever. But that was like the only thing, ever. And then yeah, yeah Donald wasn't... Trump got elected, <laughs> and they were fucking gone. Like I stopped seeing them spray paint on the streets. They were like, oh uh, yeah, they were just weren't they weren't around anymore after really? that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They got really scared. I get, I think all these white Democrats scared them. They're like, oh, ICE is gonna come in. Like it's the fucking the <laughs> yeah. pianist, and they're just gonna take your abuelita from the fucking like World War Two style. <laughs> you remember that scene in uh, the pianist where the the SS goes into that fucking house and they grab the grandma in the wheelchair and they take her to the balcony and they just wheel her out. <laughs> I've never seen dude, that movie. Oh my God. Now I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm such an asshole. I swear to God, dude. Like, I, I swear. Like when, when we first moved out there, because it was just like, maybe I was just watching a ton of TMZ. My wife's into fashion, so she's got to watch a lot oh of celebrity God. shit, you know? So it was just like, they just had everyone terrified. Like, ICE is going to come. They're the yeah. Gestapo and SS, and they're going to come and take you and kill you. Oh, they thought like, Nazis oh, were dude, gonna come yeah, out of they nowhere. Literally, like, everyone was everywhere. losing their mind out That's there. Retarded. Like Nazis, everyone, ISIS Nazis, they're gonna come get you. They really thought that shit, I, dude. I mean, I know Nazis still exist, but I just they're, it's I like feel nothing. like they're a world power anymore. No, from dude. what I know, I feel like a fucking fraternity like, now. I think it's like ten thousand like no Nazis. In America right now, it's like a like, fucking Elks fucking Club. It's like an Elks Club right? now. That's not even VA memberships. That's, right hell there. no. Oh my god, I swear. Like if they had like a secret like team, government team that just went around killing people that like didn't deserve. They very obviously didn't deserve to live, right? Nazis, gangbangers, right, that kind right, of right. shit. They could fucking take them out in like a week. Just drive around, pick them up in a van. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. No one had to know. I mean, shit. if they really wanted to kill people, they yeah. could have done it easier and yeah. more. If you really wanted to rogue. stop Nazis, like, like if you hate Nazis that much, you should sign some fucking bills to say, okay, yeah, let's give a government fucking task force all authority, just grab that's, every Nazi. Like that surprises me that that fear was so easily prov- um, just believed, just because of how 
much um, tension and how crazy shit is in like the Central America and in Mexico. Like, I just feel like, wouldn't you be more scared there than America? But yeah. maybe not as an illegal immigrant, I guess. I don't you know. Might... Uh, there's just too many people. And That's just like, crazy. Too many people's and too many people's ears. Like, Oh, know? yeah. I mean, believing the crap that gets circulated in the media is, is a dangerous thing. You got to yeah, do a little t- research. Yeah, they're trying to convince you of something. They, they have to try to convince you of like an idea. So to that get you their to next, do something. that their next article, you'll you'll read that. You'll be like, "Oh, wait, let me confirm this by your next article that you write." That's crazy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I believe it because it happens. Yeah, it you happens. Just, just think about like you can invoke fear with people that don't try and look farther than just the headlines or yeah. just something that's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, how many people do you know actually like read shit? You know, and like, actually look into it. You know, I was talking about someone on Instagram about this too, like how, you know, people self-diagnose and, and we'll read an article or something and we'll be so sure about what they're reading, but then they don't even consider the source and like, you know, citing yeah. whether or not it's a credible source. It's just believing everything you read is just such a fucking dangerous way to live your life. Yeah. And that's uh, fucking nuts. And to believe that that is true, like to the absolute sense of the truth, like... You don't, like, ah, I'm so tired of everyone acting like they know what they think they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, like, uh, a conviction behind it, you know? Like, they have an idea, and they have a conviction behind it, and it's very obviously, like, superficial as shit. Because if you take all those little ideas that they go with, and you kind of, like, this is my worldview, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, so much of that shit contradicts one another. Like, so many of their ideas contradict yeah uh, one of those little crazy ideas and it's just like it's just plus it's just like and then they believe that they're like i'm so morally right it's like oh stop please, yeah anyone who thinks please. they're a good person or no. says they're a good person is yeah. that's a you're, red flag that you're yeah, a piece you're, of shit you're lying you're really trying to convince yourself like yeah i don't ever tell people i'm fucking good i'm a piece of shit i know i'm not I, a good person i, 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 I try to be zero, the best yeah. person i can be i try to be the most anonymous person i could be <laughs> I like i'd rather that. I be that. i'd rather not i'd rather have it you don't even know i exist right mm, because mm-hmm. i won't bother you if you're not gonna bother me so. i respect that so just don't just uh, don't even pretend to even acknowledge my existence i would like it if you didn't acknowledge that i exist yeah. I just want to blend in. But you're not like that with your homies, though. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Every, anyone just I meet. Maybe like, like strangers. I think, saying, yeah, right? yeah. Just with the world in general. I don't know you, you know? like that. Yeah, I mean, oh, I know no, you like, got that attitude yeah. that I respect, but but like I, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I, I got memories like, with you, motherfucker. Once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, you were talking about the first episode, the fucking hemorrhoid. <laughs> Which one? What? The hemorrhoid from Warp Tour. Oh, dude. Yeah, I know. I didn't even get into detail about that. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Do you remember the chain letter that Carla did on yeah, my, so... uh, MySpace? <laughs> if you didn't send this to dead fucking people, you fucking, were going to happen um, to you. <laughs> I guess we could get into that. I'm down. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't have any re- um, reservations with this. Um, so we were at, it was my first warp Tour. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, that was, was like my, my first warp Tour, too. Yeah, I don't like going to big shit like that. That's too many people. No, and I remember, okay, so I'll start from the beginning because I was going to get into this. Um, I remember we spent the night at Ryan's that night. We stayed the night at Ryan's the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it was it was a big deal for me because I we were still in high school. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. it was like we were going to go 
to a show at the pier because this is when Warped Tour was still at the fucking pier, not at Shoreline. When it was way that, better than the pier. That. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, right off the Bay Bridge, pretty much. Yeah. And we were staying the night at Ryan's, and I remember you taught me because we used to go to hardcore shows all the time in high school. Oh, excuse me. This this Budweiser is making me a little gassy. Yeah, I bring the Bud, um, that American shit, America, and. uh so I remember you were teaching me how to two-step that night, uh. and it, and I still to this day probably don't do it right. But that night was extra bad. You know, I knew I sucked, but I was super happy that you like took the time to teach me how to do that little dance move for the hardcore <laughs> songs, because you were just like hella sick and mentory like that. You would like, you were like, no, you know, we weren't even an asshole. You didn't judge. You were just like, no, dude, you got this. I'll show you what's up. And then like, cause you were you had like you were like the fucking Fred Astaire of hardcore dancing. I'm just gonna throw that out there, but. That shit was fun. I didn't. Yeah, I missed that. I wish I could jump off a stage and run oh, across people's heads I to this go to day. A like, show. oh, so, so we bad. should go to a terror show or something, dude. Like when That'd I went to fun. LA, I was so pissed. Right, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna be in LA. Like, if I don't make it to like the Inland Empire shows and shit like mm-hmm. that, like at least I can make it to like, uh, what's that one? Like, uh, it's not. This is hardcore. What's that fucking big uh, Sound and Fury, right? I was like, oh shit, I can at least make it to Sound and Fury. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, that's when I was working like six days a week, twelve uh, hours a day. And I was yeah. just like, if you want to be a chef, you got to live that life. And I was just like, I'm trying to be that chef and live that. How cool life. would have been to show up to work with a black eye? Oh uh, right. Well, I, well, the, the the guy that I worked for at the at the the Chinatown shop, he was a OG fucking punk metalhead from like oh, okay. back in the day. He was like, uh, say like his forties. In his 40s, maybe almost close to 50s, but he's like OG, like from Louisiana. He grew oh, up. Shit. He grew up in New Orleans. His dad was a fucking banker, so he like rebelled against that whole like that he's banker financial life. So he went fucking. He was pretty hard. Like he's fucking racist as shit and all that, whatever yeah. you know. But well, that's expected of a white guy from fucking the South. Yeah, and those bit. times, you know? Not you know, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah, you're not or you're not, and. I don't even believe the guys when they say they're not racist. I was like, yeah, I don't fucking yeah. believe you. No, you can't. Yeah, right. You fucking, you're ashamed to admit you're gonna you're put, racist. I'll put a ghetto black guy in front of you right now, and you're going to get scared, and I'm going to claim you're racist like, right Looking now. off the side of your head. Yeah, yeah, gonna, don't lie. Is he going to stab me? Don't lie to kick it, man. Don't be scared, bro. Don't be scared. <laughs> but yeah, he was uh, he was like that, and that's how I got the job with him. He was just like, oh, like, like I, I, I knew he was fucking punk. You know, uh-huh. I knew he was something. Well, it's not. So, yeah, it's yeah. not hard to see that. Yeah, so. those guys don't hide it. <laughs> yeah, and so. even if they try, they got the little knuckle tattoos or something. Yeah, no, he was all sleeved up and all that Hell shit. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm from the hardcore scene. And he's like, oh yeah, you're like, you know what's up with this and that, and yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's how I got that job. And mm-hmm. fucking, that's yeah. When I started doing the chef thing, having hella fun. Fuck, dude, he was like, yo, like, it'd be like. We just did our, we did our like lunch rush, you know, it's like 3 a.m., like 4, 3.30 p.m., you know, we just, we hit that fucking rush, lunch rush. He was like, hey, Joe, come, come to the back. Go to the back of the office. He's got this sick like storeroom in his office. He's got a bunch of couches and shit like that. Mm -hmm. He's like, lift that paper up. I lift it up. Bam, hella Coke. Oh, fuck. Fuck, dude, we were like busting Coke, like not all the time. I wouldn't fucking do it all the time, but I'd be like, Fucking once every couple of weeks or some shit. So how much time did you have between the binge or that fun time and then your next shift? Oh, there's like there's like a big ass lull because they'd be like, yeah. So they'd be like that would be like time we do some coke and then four twenty everyone stops what they're doing like we kind of just go to the back of the kitchen. We smoked our own sausages in house and shit. Uh-huh. So we had really high roofs. Oh, uh, we had. 
big smoker with a nice big vent system in the back. So you could just blow so it we up were blow, in there. We were yeah. rolling joints all day back there. Uh, not joints, fucking blunts. Yeah. We smoke joints, so. Fuck um, yeah. Roll blunts all day, 420. Mm-hmm. Our, my head chef was uh, this old Native American dude from Boyle Heights. <laughs> His son worked there. His daughter worked there. You oh, know? so they were all chief. It was like, you. oh, dude, we were just fucking smoking mad weed. Every, like, every day, 420, we all stop and just make enough time. So when 420 comes... Mm-hmm. We don't have to do any work. We just go over there to the back, smoke some fucking, smoke a blunt, and then, all right, Damn. let's get ready for dinner. And then we get ready for dinner rush, you know, pop That's out good. some shit. You get so like you weren't like two, super hours. hyped. You were probably on the tail end of that Coke by the time you, the, yeah. the dinner rush came in. Yeah. Yeah. Just chill. You, know? so you weren't like, hey. But then there'd be like days where he'd be like, let's gack. And we we're just like, <laughs> fucking gack. And he's just like, oh, like, he was cool with like the, uh, like Abita, I think it's called Abita, Abita beers. Abita so like beers. from some brand from like Louisiana. Mm. But he was cool with some of those guys and they just always gave him shit. Oh, cool. He just always had some shit from them. So he turned you on to the, the Louisiana beer? Yeah. And that was good. Pretty good. But yeah, he was just like, here's some coke. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Ah, uh, damn. I've done it a few times. And that's that made me realize like, fuck, dude. Like, I mean, if this guy can fucking do coke and be like that. The punk full out that he is mm. and still run a successful business. Yeah. I, I can fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't even like to do coke that much, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just doing it because, like, he's got it. I'm, like, hey, I'm not going to party for free. I'll party. Like, yeah. fuck. I got I'm working my just, ass off, so I'm just well party. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, a restaurant? Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> this ain't a place of business. Oh, wait, it is. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Two hours? We're good. Yeah, but that shit was easy. Like, cooking's easy. Making the food is easy. But it's just, uh, it's just, Having to put in the time and do yeah. all those hours and shit. And then maybe you're in a restaurant where like people are getting yelled at. So, you know, your chef's on edge, you know, and it has nothing to do with you. It's yeah, just it's that just this part fucking job. guys, they suck and they get yelled at. And it's uh, like that. Kind but of that shit. helps them get better. You I mean, would think or you they get fired think. or they suck. Or they just They're either going to step up or they're going to go out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's. You would think that, though. Right? You think it's going to be they step up or get out, right? But mm-hmm. there was such a lack of cooks and chefs in L.A. And just in the world in general, really. If anywhere you go, like, I can I can quit my job right now. And then tomorrow I will have a new job. You know what's weird is, like, yeah, I, I see that. And I believe you because Ben does cooking. And I feel like whenever that dude... He's and it's not that he jumps from job to job, but every time I talk to him, he's he's at a different place. Yeah, it's it's and so it's, easy. That's so cool because no one wants to cook. When you think about it, who do you know mm-hmm. that makes food for themselves not on the too, regular? Yeah, on the regular. Right? Not too many people. And then who even knows how to make food for themselves? Period. You know, I would say that's an old school thing slash people saving money, but it's also with do you think Blue Apron and shit like that has kind of helped people try and get back into that? No, no. Because that costs money, too. You're not really saving money with Blue Apron. No, it's not even that. It's just that... People are lazy? Mm, no. It's like Blue Apron can try to make a difference like that, but it's not going to because they're expecting people to want to be able to do this all the time, yeah. every day. And that shit does. You know, that, that's not... Like I don't cook for myself all the day, every day. Like no, fuck, not all oh the my time. god, no way, You're man! Like, wanna, oh my god, I hate cooking. You have a bad day. You I hate just cooking eat. at home. It's the worst. 
I love cooking in like a kitchen where I'm working, but cooking at home is fucking. The t- it's a lot easier to cook in a kitchen. Yeah, like, I don't give a shit. I'll throw fucking food on the floor. That's oh, that too. Yeah, because you know you're yeah, just gonna clean care. it up later. Yeah, I'll clean it yeah. up at that designated time. You know, mm-hmm. and this is like when you do it at home, it's just like oh, I can't clean as you go. I can't clean. Ugh. I like I can't just like make something at five and then clean it at eight. You know, no, just you like clean oh, it up no. while you're yeah, doing like, it. No, you don't have I the counter space. No way, and like. I don't know. I, I put in my work, and it's I put in my work in the in that restaurant scene. It's just like I fucking hate. Like actually, I even like doing dishes right now where I'm at, just because it's so easy. But like, if I had to do dishes at some other places that I've worked at, I'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. For what you pay me, like suck my dick, cook and wash. Oh, well, I mean, you've done shit though. Like, but I think dishwashing is cool when you're starting out. Yeah, yeah. If you have to start, like, I would say yeah for sure. If you want to make. If you're trying to make your way into the kitchen, you better fucking start in the dish pit because... You got to earn the respect a little bit. Yeah, not even just the, the earn the respect because that part doesn't even really matter anymore because they just give those jobs to any little paisa. Yeah. Right? But it's just like you could see like if that guy hustles in the dish pit, right? Yeah, that's then true. Then your chef is going to give you some prep job. You're going to cut these tomatoes. You're going to cut these onions. Yep. You're going to cut these fucking garlic. You're going to do this shit, mm-hmm. right? And then if he can still do it, dishes and whatever extra prep work that the chef gives, uh-huh. then, you know, it's like, fuck, yeah, get this guy over here fucking on the line. Hell know? yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened to me. Like, I, I don't know if you know this, but I worked at Specialties and I started as a dishwasher. I don't even know what that is. Specialties uh, Bakery and Cafe. Uh, not, not even they know. make like soups. I don't know. I'm not a foodie. Salads. I don't eat. I just fucking. But anyway, I started as a dishwasher and... um. I was doing dishes maybe for six months, maybe Mm -hmm. a little less. And then, like you said, you know, you kind of slowly get out of nowhere. Even if you suck, they're going to be like, oh, shit, lunch rush. All right, hey, dude, come here and just wrap sandwiches. Or, hey, just come here and just top garnish the salads. Mm -hmm. You you start doing easy shit. Not like menial shit. Then, like you said, you know, what I would do is I would be washing dishes. But at the end, uh, towards the end, I'd be packing up the bar and stuff. So swapping out containers, closing, uh, sealing everything up with the plastic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I'd also, then they start getting me into prep work. You know, you were prepping like the cabbage for the next day or you're um, cutting onions. Um, and then I started doing sandwiches on the line. Then they started just having me work the lunch rush with them. And then I left that place and then I came back when they opened up a place downtown. And because it was a new location... They had like a bunch of like corporate people in there that were like basically chefs. Like they knew how to cut everything and they're showing everyone how to you I mean, everyone was learning everything. It was mm-hmm. really cool because normally when you go into a restaurant, you kind of just learn one part. But because everyone this was a new location and this place was corporate, they were trying to get everyone to know exactly what you needed to do. So I mean, everyone was cutting onions. Everyone was chopping, you know, vegetables. Yeah, and that's that's prepping. The, that's why I always try to pick first first year restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, actually, I've been lucky my whole career. Like, besides the Billy Breaks and the Apple, everything was like first year restaurant shit. Um, BJ's, they just, like I said, they just opened that up, so they, they care, had to teach they us everyone. They had yeah. to teach everyone everything because they didn't know who was gonna stick around, who was like, you know, who's who's gonna stick around, who was gonna drop out because they sucked, who's gonna drop out because they're fucking a piece of shit, you know, like that's the best part about like 
first-year restaurants, you're going to learn so much. And you'll know who sucks in that right off training the back. period. Oh, my God. Yeah, right off the back. If you see some guy just, like, walking around and leaning on shit, I'm just like, you're done. you're fucking lazy. Like, that And it's fucked too. up to say, though, because, you know, he's just like, oh, he's just leaning on the fucking thing. No, like, you don't lean. You like, don't. You, you don't. There's, there's like, always like, something to do. Yeah, there's, like. Like almost like something about it. It's like uh, being in the kitchen is almost like being in the military. It's just it's like there's certain things that you just can't do yeah, because like, someone's just gonna assume that you're like the piece of shit, and that's like. Well, that's what you learn, that, and that's kind of what they taught me too. Is like if you're done, you ask if someone needs help or if you can help out with anything, yeah, and you yeah. immediately get a task. So uh-huh. there's never a point really besides your lunch break or when you're done. When you're just bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's slow. Yeah, and unless even when it's, it's slow, slow you're cleaning up. Yeah, so, or like chopping some shit. Right. Like, There's like, always something to do. Yeah, like I could sit down and chop fucking shit all day mm-hmm. and have a conversation still. But I fucking hate it when that person's like not doing shit. Like yeah. If you want to like talk to me, dude, like I'm got to be working. Like you and see talking. me working, right, I'm sitting right. here working and talking to you. Why the fuck aren't you doing the same? And that's and that's what I loved about working back at the house because. The front of the house people, they didn't give a shit. Like, they're oh, doing no, the registers. And, no one gets that. Oh. And it's cool, but I, I didn't want to deal with customers. And Exactly. That's why I went back to the cook. Like, when I got into cooking, I was like, this is fucking great. I don't got to deal with customers. I just got to make the whatever you guys put up on my screen. That's all I got to do. Easy peasy. And I was like the only white dude in the kitchen. <laughs> and I had no problem with that. But... You know, when you're the only white dude, they're looking at you like, "Well, this yeah, like last. who the fuck? This yeah, fucking, this yeah, this weirdo. They're gonna be gonna like, oh, this fucking pussy. You yeah, gotta exactly. do like he's gonna be like, oh, I'm white and I'm gonna get it out of yeah, here. Yeah, there's definitely a hierarchy in a kitchen. Yeah, and it's not white people. Oh no. And um, and and but you learn a lot, and they love you when you get in good with them. Your family, bro. Yeah, for real. They fucking yeah. love for you. Real. So they, They'll they, teach you. They know if they know you hustle and work. They, they they'll respect you. And that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, like like uh, when I any any kitchen I go into, like, um, the last place in L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was after so after Little Jewel, right? After I did the Cajun shit, mm-hmm. I I wanted to take a break because I was just like, fuck, dude. I did like a shit ton of hours a week, cooking food. I kind of want to take a break. I did some warehouse work, you know, downtown L.A. I did that for a few months, and then after that, I kind of got tired, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to start finding uh, some cook work again. Okay. And um, went through a couple of places just to try it out, try out some places, and whatever, And but it, was, it wasn't shit. It wasn't anything fun or inspiring. It was just like I can get in there and just do it all by myself, mm-hmm. and it was no problem. So I found this place called the Ponte. And it was being run by this guy, uh, Scott Conant, and he's from the Food Channel. He's like on the Chopped. Oh, on okay. that show Chopped. That's badass, right? And so, like, this is like his restaurant, and he's teaming up with some fucking famous French restaurateur dude, mm-hmm. right? And I got an interview. I saw that shit on Craigslist, and I went over there, got an interview with the. I sat down with the head chef. It wasn't the Scott guy. It was some other fool, Freddie. And uh, sat down with him, and I told him straight up, like, all right. Like, I've been cooking for a while, right? But this is, like, my first step into this kind of fancy cooking. Mm-hmm. This is fancy. This is in Hollywood, right? Oh, yeah. This okay. is right here on Beverly. I oh, was wow. Beverly Boulevard. I was right down the street from the Beverly Center Mall, right? I'm right in the fucking oh, thick of all that shit, yeah. right? Um, And I told him in my interview, I was just like, you know what? Like, 
I'll get in there and I'm going to learn anything you guys teach me. But you really cannot expect me to just come up with dishes and shit like this. Like, I'm not, I don't know flavors. I don't have a palate. I'm mm-hmm. a very picky eater. I'm not going to eat any of this shit here. Yeah. Right? I told him, I was, I'm not going to eat any of this. I'm picky eater. But you're going to put me in there and I'm going to fucking do this job. And you're not going to have any problems with me at all. No problems. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. You're going to put me in, put me in your hardest, hardest position. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And as long as you guys teach me, don't worry about it. Were they cool with that? Yeah. That's he sick. hired me. He hired Damn. me. Probably he hired me right there. Honestly. Yeah. So he hired me right there. I started like two days later. And uh, that's when I really learned how to cook. That's where I was doing like $20 salads. I was Holy doing shit. these salami platters. That were like twenty six dollars. I did learn how to make steak tartare. Um, I started off cold kitchen, guard manger. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm even saying that wrong. That's okay. That's how you're. I'm that's not how correct you. Inexperienced I am. I didn't go to school for this. You know, mm-hmm. I I just I started off Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't go to culinary school. Everything I learned was through YouTube, through books I bought at Goodwill, maybe like uh, websites, and I get yeah. like cookbooks on uh, ebooks and shit like that. You know. I was doing like all the research and all that shit on my own to learn how to cook. And I fucking made it into these fancy kitchen. Fuck yeah. That's and a fucking accomplishment, dude. Like it was weird. Cause like they had their, they had their ways that they were doing the shit, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the guy who was doing the position before me just wasn't doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so I got up in there and they had the way that they made it, but just, I don't know some, just the way that it worked. I was plating shit just way differently than everyone. And okay, so yeah. like my salads just look so much fucking better than everyone else's. Oh, oh wow. My salami board, my salami board mm-hmm. was fucking way better than everything that they were doing. Like I was like wrapping up like the meats, like, cause there was like and different. these are the people that are already working there and shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It was, it was so weird, dude. It was like. You're like BJ's is better than this? Yeah. Like it was weird. Cause like at BJ's this is like. You need to fucking get like everything. You needs to be put up in like six minutes, and mm-hmm. it all needs to look the same, right? Yeah, it needs to look the same every freaking time, right? If you're gonna put like, if you're gonna X your celery cuts, you need to X those fuckers just right every Damn. time. I never even right? really. So when yeah, by the time I got to working in this restaurant, I was just like, everything I put out just like picture perfect every time. And I was lucky enough to get, like, salads and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I did, like, I had two salads go into magazines, get, like, photo shoots for magazines. Oh, shit. I had a tuna dish that was in a photo magazine. Like, a lot of shit like what that. What were the magazines? I don't you know. Were, you don't remember? I don't know. No, no, They no, didn't no. tell you? They they did, but I didn't really care because I didn't really know about this shit. I don't really know about this, like, I wonder if there's a way like, you could find list. out. Yeah, I just had to look up the Ponty and just find it all out. That'd be cool. You should check it out. Yeah, get him framed on your wall. Well, shit. shit. Um, yeah, where were we? We were like L.A. Was, uh, L.A. Um, oh, cooking food. Hella in easy. That French place. No, it was, it Italian. was Italian. Southern Italian. Southern yeah, Italian. Southern Italian. And uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, cooking for all these like celebrities and shit like that, mm-hmm. dude. I made food for like Slash and uh, oh, the other shit. guy. Did you meet any of those? No, guys? I didn't meet them because like, um, 
I wasn't like the head chef and I didn't get to like get invited back out there. But like <sighs> I made I made food for a lot of those kind of that 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 kind of shit. Slash, um, that's fucking dope. Uh who was that one thick thick model that everyone was all in love was with? Like Ashley Graham or something? Yeah. I made her tons of salads all the time. Um the the gay guy from Modern Family. I don't know if you watched that show. That's my yeah, favorite show. Cam? Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell, the redhead. He was an investor of uh, the restaurant, and he was there every Sunday. Ooh, that's cool. I love that show, too. The, when I first started, actually, my first week I was there was the birthday party of uh, Sophia Ver- Vergara? Ver- Vergara, Vergara, yeah, Vergara or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they were all there. I walked right into that shit. <laughs> I Damn. was like, oh, I was so starstruck because that's my favorite show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that was hell of starstruck. That I was just like, <laughs> I love that show. That show's hella good. Um, yeah, so like those guys are there. Um, yeah, the Fox uh, Sunday Football guys—they came in one time. Okay, so like, what is that? Like, like Shannon Sharp and all those dudes. Oh shit! Shannon Sharp's out of his mind. Uh, God bless him. Those guys. I made food for. Um, oh, when I was at that, uh, the Cajun place, the drummer from the Roots. You know that big dude oh, with Quest the afro. Love. Yeah, Questlove. That mm-hmm. came in. He would come oh, in there shit. and eat food. He would come in. He would get the food and then he would eat in his car across the street by himself. So he wasn't trying to. He's not part of the fame thing. No, no. no. I respect that. Yeah, but that was also pretty weird that he would just... That wasn't a street that you just part and eat your food on, you know? It was weird. That is kind of odd, but yeah. he's from, they're from Philly, so maybe yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. Philly's know. crazy. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird, because I remember going out there and like go outside to go smoke my cigarette. I was just like, no, didn't you this just fucking order this food? And I mean, you can eat inside the restaurant. It's kind of nice in there, you know? Yeah. Why don't you just eat in here, you, you know? What are you, huffing paint out here or something? You're I don't know. No, I'm just something, I don't <laughs> I know. He's probably jerking, probably jerking off while eating this fucking sandwich. He's like, oh, this Tastes fucking... so fucking good. I want these it. oysters, man. They're so, the fried so perfect. This reminds me something. Reminds me of that smelly poon back in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so you didn't really go to, cause I, I remember, so back in the day, I remember, like I said, you were teaching, you taught me how to two-step cause you were like, you know, we were into the music of everything, but, but like, um, you know, we, we kind of got our rocks off going to hardcore shows and shit back in high yeah, school dude. at the cave, the cave, all those other stupid ass little like church shows all over the yeah, place yeah and it was weird that they were everything always was churches. churches yeah everything it's, in San Jose and was none churches. of it was Christian yeah none of it yeah they were like the weird like the, the ethnic Christian churches cause the cave was like that Filipino Christian church yeah and uh everything else is just like always like that and um there's so much fun though I fucking miss that I wish there was somewhere where you can just go and pay like Four bucks. Remember the shows were four dollars. You yeah. see, like heavy, heavy Lolo and Redfall and Shades of Eden for like four dollars, and it was like, what the fuck? I can't really, like. I just want to go back to a time where people yeah. just like want to make music, not just to fucking make money and make a career, like some kind of living out of it. But it was just like, I want to have fun with my friends and with this small group of people, you know. Like, Hold on. I'm going to pause this. No, so, yeah. Um, back at the... Like, we we started going to shows at the cave. 
and um like all those church shows that were kind of crazy like that's where we would go to the hardcore shows back in high school yeah that good old bay area hardcore but like i just remember that like part of the reason why oh shit part of the reason why i brought this up when i spilled my beer whoops party foul number one um part of the reason why i brought this up was just because all the shenanigans we in in trouble i guess potentially i could say we we kind of got into over there um yeah the rumbles oh my god i felt like we got in fights every time we went to a show yeah for real, and it was fun. It's so crazy when you think about it. You know, you try to explain it to other people that you meet in life. You know, and they think you're fucking and barbarians or something. Yeah, they they think you're like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like you like low life piece of shit. Like how can you hit like, someone why would you like punch that? Someone you don't even know. But then you're like, like, have you ever no, done it to a breakdown? <laughs> like, I know this guy. Like. Yeah, I hit him, but fucking I know him, and he's one of 200 people at the most of the city of, what, a million people lived in San Jose, you know? I felt like you knew everybody when we were at shows, though, so yeah. it was never like you were ever in any danger. Yeah, no, I just no, felt like, for sure. Because like, you were homies with, I felt like everybody. Yeah, I was definitely one of these types of fools that was like, um, I, I learned that. Yeah, you can be different. You can be punk and woo 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 woo, and I right. fucking hate everything and everyone, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But when you when you when you need to interact with people, you know, people like someone who's a decent, like just yeah, person. like you can like generally like, just like grounded, uh, like you know, interact with someone, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I fucking hate everything, and but like. Cause I felt like, and I probably hate like the person that I'm talking to at at that moment, but like I'll at least be like, we can like let's just try to find something where we like can agree on and like not agree on, but just like discuss. There's yeah, something there's, common there's something there that yeah. we can like figure out why we can like make a connection, you know? Yeah. And but I was I, always like that. I always felt like we were definitely more, because I felt like when everyone it was cool. Oh, excuse me. It was cool to just have a crew, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone had their little yeah. sets and shit. Yeah. Like there was three feet crew. Yeah, I still got that three feet tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, like I but got like that was like yeah, a point in time that I'm never gonna forget. And I'll like I don't I don't even talk to those dudes anymore. Yeah, but that's but like so you much said, fun, it's part you know? of your life. That you was know? a part was of my a, life. It was, was, a, it was a staple in your life. Yeah, they made me who I was and all that bullshit. But I remember, but like it was cool because. Um, you know, I, I, you know, in high school, you know, I, I went and that was really when I started socializing. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to start hanging out with Ryan and, and Tom. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's when I got turned on all this music. And I know you guys were doing your like thrash stuff. And yeah. Then Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris the and the Viet Cong, which is pretty so cool. <laughs> Omar just sent me a video, of, not of Chuck Norris shit, but it was when uh, Ben and Willie and that fool came over when mm-hmm. I was living out in the country. In Madeira. Okay, yeah. They came out that. to visit for like my birthday and uh, fucking recorded some shit that's on my SoundCloud. And uh, that shit was hella fun. Oh my God. I just wish I had a drum set so we can do fucking Chuck Norris reunion because Omar was just kind of standing around just filming everything yeah. for us. I remember I went to one of the practices over, 
I don't know who's. Well, it's it was Omar's your house. house. Oh, it was Omar's house. Okay. Usually practiced at Omar's house for whatever reason. I I had the the, the shed in my backyard that we could have practiced at, mm-hmm. but I don't know something about Omar's house was just he, so it was much his more garage, fun. right? Yeah, his garage. Yeah. And it was like, uh, oh no, that was right, because it was his fucking sister's drum set. That's why we we're always there. Mm, that makes <laughs> it wasn't sense. even my drum set. I was playing drums, and I didn't even fucking have a drum set. Okay, <laughs> I was but using his system drums. Yeah, and we would always practice it. That shit was hella fun. But dude, yeah, like, those were kind of glory years in a way for me too, but just because like basically what I would do is, and I'm sure a bunch of all, all of us probably did it, but you know, you save some of your lunch money through the week. Mm-hmm. And you buy all your illegal alcohol on Friday nights because yeah. there were fucking hardcore shows uh-huh. Friday nights. Yeah. And then you go, you fucking get fucked up, you have a good time, and you, maybe you get in a fight, maybe you meet some people. But hey, it was all fun and love. Yeah. And no one really ever uh, got killed or anything no, like yeah, that. No, yeah, no, no one got seriously hurt. You get, yeah, you get a hit. You get hit, you know, you maybe twist your ankle, you know. Uh, some shit, you know, but never no fight, like stabbings, no one fucking re- getting killed. The craziest shit. No I cops. Re- that was the best yeah, part. there were no, no cops. cops. Holy no shit. Cops. Dude, even that, like, that one time, you, I don't know if you remember this one. This is when I fucked up my ankle. Hell tough. This is why I don't fucking like the cold anymore. Uh-huh. But it was Evergreen Terrace played with the... I don't even know if I was there. It was at the cave. Evergreen play- Terrace played with... Who the fuck else? Was it Redfall or something? Redfall played the... F- Redfall opened for him. Okay. And it was Redfall when Errol's grabbed me. He threw me into the side of the pit. Oh, shit. Right? And I, I went and I jumped and I fucking elbowed some full... Some tall-ass dude. <laughs> right? I jumped. I elbowed this dude. He pushed me from behind as I was falling down. Mm-hmm. And I fucking landed so wrong. Ooh. <sighs> wrecked my ankle i have no idea like it Fuck. still hurts to this day i can't like move it you must certain... have really fucked it up no I, that was like, like 12 years ago no i there's a like i can bend it a certain way but like oh, any it a little bit different yeah. no any bit after that like at any time i try to bend it sort of further than it needs to go you know mm-hmm. not further than it needs to go it's just further than that point yeah that shit hurts just Damn. Like, i'm pretty sure i've tore some shit but anyways i fell fucking everyone beat the shit out of the dude i went home Cause I was just like, mom, pick me up. Like I can't fucking walk. I'm right. just like hopping outside. Like I can't fucking walk. Like just come get me. And uh, fucking yeah. everyone beat the shit out of that fool. <laughs> and then like everyone tried to fight Evergreen Terrace after that because there was just so many fights after that. Like after that happened, mad. everything was just fights, 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 that fights. Place was crazy. And then no one got arrested. No one got arrested. That was like the best part. That was the most. That was the punk about that place. Yeah, that was because it was just like you show up. It was shit our happens. own world. It yeah, was like it was leave. the best. Like you can't explain it to anyone else. It was, it was like it was our, our own world. It was like <laughs> nothing mattered outside of us. Like maybe two hundred. Of a city of a million, yeah. and you I know? Re- yeah, and it, and it's true because as soon as the lights went down and the band started, it was just it was just different. And I I don't think I'm ever gonna be in a, in and even going to live shows and metal shows is never gonna be the same just because of what that place was to us. Yeah, and just it was just this, the dynamic there was just so fucking underground. Like everyone didn't give a fuck. Everyone was just having a good time. The band was 10 feet away from you and you were just yeah, fucking no stage, shit up. Nothing, nothing separating you from them. And all and you were there with all your homies too. Yeah. And you, you knew everyone, mm-hmm. like you knew everyone, whether you liked them or not, but everyone you was, fucking yeah, knew them, you, you knew know, everybody. like you knew everyone. And then, it, and then that part right there, it was like, 
right, you knew everyone, whether you liked them or not. And then someone from someone other city comes over Ooh. and they were just like, I don't give a fuck. San Jose versus them. And then yeah, just and like, then everyone was against that guy. Even, yeah. guys, even guys you hated. It was yeah, like some gangs of New like, York shit. Fuck that shit. Like, don't you come around to our city and fucking well, start dude, some okay, stupid so shit. The only time I remember that not being the case was when FSU would come through. And those motherfuckers, no oh, one fucked dude, with that. Oh, dude, terror, terror. Yeah, dude, and no, they had the that? L.A. Dodger ponchos on Do and they were throwing the, chairs into the Do pit. you remember the, it was the three-day fest? On your map, on the on the map fest. I don't know. I and think was, I was there. You were there. Everyone was there. Everyone mm-hmm. was there. Everyone was there. It was three days, and the third day we had fucking everyone big terror. Like I, oh shit, I, I can't think it was remember. all shall perish at one of those. Yeah, days all shall perish. Like oh, there were so many good bads. I only remember the first two because it was like fucking fulls like times up and shit. First like blood that. was probably there. Probably there. Probably there. But it was just, I remember the third day Terror played mm-hmm. and they had all the fools from FSU. Mm-hmm. And I remember just not only just the whole shit of inside the venue where they're flipping over the tables because there were so many people there that there was people standing on the merch tables uh-huh. and then they were flipping the merch tables while people were on them. And then it was well, and I remember some dude getting his head thrown against because sometimes the bands would keep their cabs and shit off to the side, right? I remember some dude, some fool got his head thrown into a cab corner, and that fool's fucking head was busted. He Shit. Was bleeding. See, I don't even remember that part, because I just remember being, I used to love well, being in, you the were in the back the of the pit. I was always in the back, in the back okay. of the pit. like Because it was so fucking, that venue well, was so big. Everything. Yeah, the yeah. venue was so big, and the pit was so huge, mm-hmm. that the back of the pit was, for me, it was just the most fun. And I remember just seeing everyone just being flipped over on the tables and shit, and just like, all the San Jose guys just fucking just going and just everyone's yeah. just jumping in and it throwing was just fists a fucking, and just like it was so just a black. Donnie it was Brooke. so dark, so dark. Everyone's just fucking throwing shit, punching people, and and then like we leave. We're leaving the shows. I remember fucking. I remember this part. It was I was leaving the shows with some girls from Garoy and Joel, and these souls like come into the fucking car like these FSU's fools like oh, come into the, the car fuck? and just like what the fuck is blah 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 mm-hmm. and they're, they're just like popping off out the mouth and shit yeah. and they're just like trying to act hella tough and it was just like so dead because it was like at the very end of the show like right. everything is just like what the fuck like we're all done we're like, not we had our anymore, fight bro. we had down. our fight right. everything was done you know like why are you like like, what are you guys trying to prove here? Yeah. Like, you guys are like 30-something. We're like they teenagers. Were old, yeah, they were old you know, dudes. They were, they were not, And they were big dudes, yeah, too. Yeah, they were fucking big They looked like dudes. linemen. Yeah. I want to say they For were... For reals. They looked like maybe linemen. Maybe that's just how small we were, but I want to say they were 6'5", Yeah, they were like pounds. the biggest they dudes big I've ever seen. Because even now when I look... There two of them. I remember there was two big fuckers. Yeah. And they both had like L.A. Dodger ponchos or something. Yeah, yeah. I just remember like L.A., like blue, everything. Everything mm-hmm. was blue and fucking 13s. I was like... Fuck you, white scrap-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> well, and for in case people are listening and they don't know what FSU is, it's Friends Stang United, United, and yeah. they're from Boston, I believe, originally. Yeah, originally from Boston, and they went worldwide. Mm-hmm. But then their biggest chapter outside of Boston was L.A. And I think these dudes are known for, I mean, back in Boston, bringing hammers to shows and yeah. fucking people up. Yeah, so, I mean, there's some real gang edge. shit. Not, yeah, super straight edge, yeah, super they're... militant. 
crazy motherfuckers. Like it, like, you don't really. Yeah, you remember with. it was Boston Beatdown. You remember that yeah, video, that Boston hard, Beatdown, yeah, that hardcore video where they Boston fucking tell beatdown, you super good. All that shit. Where they just beat up fools outside of a venue for smoking a cigarette. And it was yeah, because like, oh, they were straight shit. edge. They were so we straight were edge. Definitely not straight edge. Yeah, no way. <laughs> we <laughs> we like to party. Yeah, <laughs> we were all about getting fucked. But I just remember those guys were kind of bullies. Like, yeah. they knew they were bigger than everybody. Uh-huh. And I remember them throwing like metal because we had, there were metal chairs off to the side because it was a church. Yeah. And I remember there was a part of the show where they were throwing the metal chairs into the pit while people were moshing and hardcore dancing. So while you're in there, dudes are just getting slammed in the head with a fucking, this ain't wrestling. Yeah. These aren't those little tiny <laughs> this chairs. Is ECW. These are real <laughs> fucking metal ch- folding chairs that, that aren't getting f- unfolded, they're just getting launched full force into the pit into people's heads i mean this is some crazy shit and we like you said we were 16 yeah we were like 16 17, 17 i mean because you were young you're younger than me so i mean yeah. i was like by the time i was 18 i moved to san francisco and i was done with hardcore kind of because san francisco didn't have a hardcore scene mm-hmm. so it was like yeah like we were fucking teenagers. Yeah, we were young. Go, having to go against all these fucking thirty-year-olds and shit. Like, oh my god, my god. <laughs> probably lived in. Probably were in Pelican Bay and right, shit. Yeah, just like, like we're not even done with high school. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm skipping school to be here right now. <laughs> I don't need a chair to the face. <laughs> I should be at school. I should be drinking some Mad Dogs or something. Right. <laughs> Shoulder tapping. But what was like the coolest? What was like? I remember we went to Capital Liquors, but what was your favorite like? Capital I, Liquors with the Bub City Lights. That was the spot. Oh shit! Yeah, Above City Lights, guys. Remember that? You know what? You know what? Actually, one of my favorite songs I've ever heard in my life is from from e, uh, Emmanuel. You remember E Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drummer. He, he was. He, yeah, he, he was, was the drummer. The drummer of the ACL, for Above City right? Lights. But remember when he had Rumple Four Skin? <laughs> he had a he had a little like a band called Rumple Foreskin. No, it wasn't a band because it was like hip hop and shit, right? So he had this mm. little thing called Rumple Foreskin, and mm-hmm. he was just remixing shit. And he remixed this this song from Cassie, who I was so in love with in high school. She was uh-huh. this half black, half Filipino girl. Oh, that's and, not uh, bad mix. Um, she did this song called "Me and You," but he remixed it with the Kingdom Hearts save beat, and I cannot find it for oh. the life of me. I've been trying to find it. Have you hit him up? I don't even know his shit. I don't, I don't even I don't know, know his shit. I, I haven't talked to any of those guys. The yeah. only guy I kind of talked to still is Matt. And he yeah, wasn't Bustamante. even officially really. Yeah, he wasn't He, he wasn't was, in it. He, was, he, he wasn't in it. it. And he was was most, he in it? I think, I think he, a couple times, but I don't know if he was officially in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think he kind of dabbled being like a singer or screamer. Mm-hmm. I should say I screamer. Thought he was, I thought he was a bassist or something. I don't know. But I, he was basically a homie. Yeah, like, he was always like, at their for shows, sure with them. Yeah, all always day. dancing it up for him. Yeah. But he was he was like basically a roadie for Above City Lights, I think, because that that was their his boys. Yeah, those were his middle school homies. Yeah, that, yeah that that fucking song. Those guys were so much fun. Like yeah, the Filipino dudes from the scene. Got well, dude, there. we partied with them a few times too. Like we would go, and I remember there was a few nights we would go to Piedmont, Piedmont Middle because that was their stomping ground. Yeah, yeah, that's why and you go all the way. What was that Story or White? No, that's go White. All the way, to, all no. the way down, and it turns. Yeah, into you go Piedmont all the way north. Hill, Piedmont Avenue, I think, or something. Yeah, Piedmont it was when you get close to Malpitas and shit like that. Once you pass the Penitentia Creek. Yeah, that's it. Penitentia. Yeah, and then it changes names, and then it becomes, and then it's Piedmont Mills right there. And I remember. 
There was one time we met after there was a Seven Eleven we went to, and I think we just bought. Obviously, we just got mixers there because we for sure already had the liquor because we can't buy liquor. Yeah, you get that at either Capital or Mama Sons or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Mama Sons. And um, we'd either tap shoulders or get lucky. And then, um, but I remember there was one time we met up at like Piedmont Middle, and you know we were just smoking blunts. But I remember there was one time that um, Matt was like, I remember there was like a roach, and then. He like, I forgot exactly what happened, but he was just like, roach killer. And then like the roach was on the ground and everyone was like, how are you going to smoke that? And he literally cupped his hands over the roach and was sucking the air and somehow smoked the rest of it. It was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, that's it was not, so that how roach cool. killers started. Roach yeah, killer. that's fucking funny. Because I remember like being with them and you'd smoke with them and you'd be like, rally, rally, rally. And we'd smoke a blunt like as quickly as we fucking could. Dude. You were okay, and this is when it gets foggy for me. But I remember back in high school, you for sure had to have been there because this is when we were kicking it with Ben over by Ben's neck of the woods. Over, um, so Ben's house. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's right. Ben's. We were partying at Ben's neck of the woods, and um, I just one of my first times. Um, because we always used to fucking drink 40s and smoke weed. Mm-hmm. So it was like 211, 40s. I remember either 211 or like Bud or Mickey's or something. Yeah. The we just dirt, get fucked up shit. and then, and just smoking weed. And I remember, were you there that time? I think it was one of the first times I ever got high. And I remember we were at a playground at some, po- at some school. And I was looking out in the grass, and I was like, because the sprinkler started turning on because we were on top of the playground. And I don't know if it was you I was telling this to, but I remember I was like, it looks like there's whales in the grass, and it's their blowhole shooting water out. <laughs> and then, like, we were laughing. Was it that that, uh, that elementary school right down the street, right? From yeah, his house? And I like, think... that's, like, down the street from the, the creek, his house in the creek, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, I fucking I love that school. I think it was the school. same night that Richard, dude, someone threw a 40 at his back. I don't remember. Shit. I don't know if you were there for that. No. Richard, Richard. He uh, went to our school. He used to wear all black, right? Like black dickies and black, like plain t-shirts. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was a dude. I don't, I don't think he was a regular that we hung out with. I think he was a dude that was just kind of hanging out with Daniel Gian and stuff. Mm, Yeah. I don't really know Daniel Gian's friends. Yeah. I don't remember. But Mm. so I guess you weren't there for that. But yeah, we used to get fucking crazy over there. And just Ben's party. House. I mean, dude, in high school. Dude, we... that's where I almost got my dick bit off by a fucking dog walking to Ben's house right. one day, dude. You gotta talk about that. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't know. This is like when <laughs> me and Ben first started hanging out. And I was just like, to me, everything was down the street. Like, Ben's house was down the street. Right? Yeah. But it was fucking like five miles down white, right? Right, like, right, but right. to me, like, I was like, oh, I didn't have to make lefts and I don't have to make rights. That's mm-hmm. down the street. Right. So one time, like, Ben's like, yo, hit me up, like, come through, like, let's hang out, like, I'm gonna get some weed, let's Uh smoke. So, all right, like, I'll walk to your house right now. Fucking walk, like, five fucking miles, it took me, like, an hour fucking walk, right? Yeah, that's a long walk. Right? I'm almost there. I I could see his house. There's, like, five houses, Mm -hmm. then you gotta cross the street, and then there's Ben's house. And, like, I'm right there. And then I see from around the corner, this little chihuahua comes and it runs around the corner and it's <laughs> running towards me. And it's just like, 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, just hella yipping at me. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this is going to be so annoying. Right? So I'm like walking, walking, keep walking. And I'm just like kind of shooting it off. Like, whatever, you know, like, this mm-hmm. is annoying, but whatever. Around the same corner mm-hmm. comes this fucking pit bull. Oh, fuck. Okay, now this running story got better. Running full speed. Running fuck full that. speed at me. And he like fucking like stops and he skids, you know, and he's just like, and he stops and he's like right in front of me and he sniffs my crotch, right? He like puts his nose in my crotch and he starts mm-hmm. sniffing. Fuck and then, that. That's scary. And he goes for a fucking big chomp. What the fuck? Right? And he gets my thigh and he rips my pants Ooh. down, dude, right? And I'm jumping backwards and I'm kicking the shit out of him, right? Fuck yeah. I'm just like jumping backwards and I'm kicking him in the face and the neck and shit, you know? And I'm just like, oh my God. And like, I'm going like jumping backwards for like two houses, just kicking the stuff. Just like, boof, boof, boof. Finally, he leaves, right? And I'm like, there's like one of the, the old people that lived there. They had their garage door open and I just go into the garage and shit. I'm just like, yo, 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 I need help. Like, I need help. Like, Fuck, fucking this scary. dog just attacked me and shit. Like, whose dog was that shit? Like, who has a pit bull was right here? Was it still following you? No, it, it ran away. Like, oh, after okay. I, I, got, I got it really good and it just ran away. Right? Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I got ripped ass pants. Like, the inside of my pants were just like fucking ripped as shit. And like the old lady was just like, oh, there's the people on the corner, and like I don't know. <laughs> She's like, like, it happens all the time. That's why we leave our garage open. Yeah, like, for real. Fuck? Like it was, they, they were so nonchalant <laughs> about it, and like I don't, I don't really remember like what happened, but I just remember being like in that that person's like who owns the dogs. I was in their house. It was this like this lady. And she was just like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. This is that. Like, she ended up giving me, like, $200 because, like, we called animal control and they oh, couldn't do and anything. she didn't want you to turn her dog in or something? Yeah, well, it was, like, well, shut up money? Like, sort of. But, like, I could, it would have been shut up money. But when we called them, like, they said that because they, the animal didn't break my skin, it just ripped my pants and it bit me, but it didn't, like, break skin. Right. That there's nothing that they could do. So I mean, you could have technically sued him, I guess. But I mean, you yeah, technically. But what the fuck fucking, do I know? I'm a ghetto no, ass kid, know. you know. No, like, you wouldn't do that. Do but it just seems kind of odd that they were like, "Yeah, we can't do anything about a dog ripping your fucking jeans." You know? Jeans, like, you know? was it in a fucking? Were you in the yard? No. Okay, then why is yeah? That yeah, seems kinda it, was, odd. it was so weird. But I was whatever, like two hundred dollars. You know, I'm like fucking like seventeen or something. Oh, shit, dude, you know? yeah, so I was like two hundred dollars. Like a, whatever, like fucking pay me, bitch. You know, like so, like I was like. Ben called me. He's like, "Yo, where are you at?" You know, because like, it's, you know, he's like, he no, knows just, it's gonna take a while, but it's been a while, you know. So he's like, "Yo, where are you at?" You know, like I'm waiting to smoke. I was like, "Yo, I just made some money. Let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Let's go to Taco Bell and go get some fucking get, like, weed. Two hundred tacos, man. dude. Oh yeah, we got a bunch of tacos and fuck a bunch of weed. I think I bought like fucking like a quarter of weed, oh, which dude. is like so stupid when you're like set fucking a teenager. A quarter yeah. of weed could be like fucking oh, a million dollars." Dude, you the know? weed back then, it couldn't have been what it is now, right? Oh, I don't even you think remember. even back then? I, don't I mean, we wouldn't know because that's all we knew. But I would imagine the stuff now is probably, it's probably stronger than the shit we were scoring back in the day. I don't know, man, because the fucking weed in the Bay Area sucks. When I went to L.A., the weed is so much better in L.A. Really? And then I went to a vacation last year to uh, Vegas. And the fucking weed in Vegas is so much better than anywhere, anything in California. 
Anything really? I've ever had in California. That's weird because I feel like climate-wise, it's oh. better out here. But do they grow it in Vegas? See, that's yeah, the they grow it in Vegas. They grow it in like fucking controlled environments and all I, that bullshit. Oh, okay, yeah, in the houses. Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's 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 like uh, indoor. Mm-hmm. You're always gonna. It's always gonna be yeah. stronger indoor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, that that shit was fucking amazing. That LA weed is so fucking good compared to. I was I was I was mad that the LA weed was better. Was cheaper than what I was paying in the Bay Area, but then I was pissed when what I was finding in Vegas was better and just as cheap in fucking LA. Yeah, because I mean, because of how good hydroponics and everything's getting nowadays, like you, it's not even about climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter. Like climate doesn't even matter. To me, it's... I'm not picky. Like some people are I like, oh, it's greenhouse. So I'm like, I don't care, bro. Don't is is it cheaper? Oh, budlets. I'll get those. Like I don't need giant. We're gonna get high, right? Buds. We're gonna get high, right? Gonna, so that's all gonna, that fucking matters. Are you gonna rip it up and throw it in something? Then don't matter. Yeah, I've always been like that too. I mean, granted, it's tight when you get one of those big old meteors, but it's not. It's not. It doesn't get you any indica, sativa. It it's all the fucking same to me. Yeah, I have just zero. Clue. Just get me high, bro. My wife's just like, "What do you want?" I'm just like, "Fucking you, pick, pick." It I don't, don't fucking care. Don't as long care. as I ain't smoking the same thing for like three weeks, you're the only one. Then who... you get used to shit. Yeah, she's I've the only one who's like snobby. She's like, "Yeah, I want this and I want that." And I'm like, well, "Fucking get it then." I don't care. I notice certain effects are different with me though when I smoke. Mm-hmm. I notice like. I yeah. like it both. I like both of them. I what like I, what I don't fuck with. And I'll tell you right now because I do not like the way I feel. Is the hybrid edibles? I know that sounds weird, but every time I've taken a hybrid edible, and maybe it's just because I slammed the whole motherfucking gummy. I know. Um, I went to a show. It was a crowbar corrosion conformity show. I went to like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and my buddy got me a gummy for my birthday, like a hundred milligrams, right? And I'm like, fuck you, I'm eating this thing. So I pop it, and then um, I'm, of course, going to drive us to the show, right? Because mm. everyone else drove to my house, so I got to drive because that's fucked up to make someone else drive. Yeah. I was kind of the halfway point, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to drive. I slam the gummy, and uh, luckily it doesn't kick in on the way over, um, but as soon as we park... I, I just I don't feel right. I feel like super anxious and nervous, and luckily it didn't kick in while I was driving because that's not how you want to feel when you're fucking driving. Yeah. Um, but I remember Steph telling me she's like, "You're gonna pop a gummy before you drive to San Francisco. That's crazy." And I'm like, "No one gets a DUI in rush hour. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. That's terrible. It's so irresponsible yet true." And yeah, uh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> You ever seen a DUI checkpoint at 430? I haven't. I ain't never seen that shit. Do not practice what I do. But um, (laughs) so anyway, we get there and I just, I don't feel right. And there's one point at the show. I've never had this happen to me, dude. I had, um, I felt like, I don't know if I've ever had a panic attack, but um, there was a point where, and it was so fucked up, man. It was my favorite Crowbar song. It's a song called Planets Collide. It's heavy as fuck. It's, they're kind of doomy. And um, I had to fucking literally, I, I, I felt like I was going to pass out and throw up. And out of nowhere, it was a little warm, but I knew there was something wrong because I just broke into a sweat like I just got done running like two miles. Oh, yeah. That, that so, high is so much fun. <laughs> I, <laughs> so much fun when you're not in public. And like... I had literally had to go by the bathroom and just crouch and just sit there. 
And the funny thing is, is some guy came up to me and he was like, it doesn't always go your way, bro. And I'm like, what? And I'm like freaking out. And I'm like, how does he know? Or is he just crazy? And like in my head, I was looking back. It's hilarious. Like there's there's got to be one fucking prick that says something to you. But it was that's a pretty funny thing to say. You see a guy with his head in his shoulders during a during a song. And he's just like, it doesn't always go your way, brother. And I was just like, you're damn right. I didn't say anything. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know how I feel. And then I went back out and I was fine, but I've never felt like that. And I don't know what it was. I don't know. And I ate before. So it wasn't an empty stomach. I don't know what happened. Maybe but you just got fucking licked because I have maybe a couple of I think ago. I got fucked up because those gummies, I, I, I got a theory. I know um, I feel like sometimes with those gummies because, you know, they make them on trays and they cut them up, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes that shit settles maybe on one side more than the other. And I, they tell you it's 100 milligrams, but there's been times too where I've, I've, uh, I've flung right before I saw Metallica at the Fox Theater in Oakland, I popped a 75 milligrammer, and that, that's nothing. I'm like, okay, I'll be cool, I'll be lit, but I'm not gonna be out of my mind. And I remember we get to Bart because we took Bart, and it was me, Steph, um, my buddy Dover, and my buddy, um, no, I, I think Michael, and. Um, we get there and I'm on Bart and I'm just freaking out. Like I just gummies for some reason either hit you quicker or I just feel like like it's what I said and it's just not – it's regulated but it's not regulated. Like maybe that part of the corner of the pan, just all the THC yeah. just floated over. Like I feel like uh, the, like if anything, it could have just been some fucking lazy ass full trying to like not stare the pie. He stared it yeah, like he didn't stir literally it 10 times. He's like – 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10, done. That's all. Like, not ever thinking, like, oh, maybe yeah. this needs to be incorporated more, you know? And this is kind of a segue, but I just popped something popped in my head. Have you ever thought about cooking with, like, uh, weed? Oh, that's why I wanted to go to Maine, was because that oh, they, they, just they legalized, legalized it. it to the point where you could cook with weed, mm. that you can open, like, some kind of fucking, like, weed bar or some shit like that you know you can do shit like that over there and, and do you think there's a i mean obviously if it's legal now there must be a market for it so mm, i don't necessarily believe that there's a market for it now but i maybe in a few years mm, i i think that if there's someone that's down to like try to make it a market you know that could happen mm. like because like for me but, I mean, you could be the forefather of that market maybe yeah no like because like what i wanted to do right is uh, i figured out i found out like like internet and shit like like mm-hmm. really researching some shit i was like okay what the fuck do i want to do all right like I, I i've learned how to cook i can cook anything i want mm-hmm. I, I set my mind to you know i can fucking figure it out no problem exactly right and the best way that my mind works is like to do shit efficiently and so like running uh cooking for a restaurant is no problem mm-hmm. right and like my whole career was just like i'm just gonna do what i believe i need to do Mm -hmm. to learn and to get my experiments and all this shit so i put everything that made me who i was on the back burner you know like punk diy all that bullshit Mm -hmm. all of it was gone everything that it was my life i fucking i i didn't give a shit about it anymore because like i met my wife I got into cooking, we got married, and I just wanted to keep doing the cooking thing because it was a career, 
and you know this career can support me and my family whatever Fuck you yeah know? you know so that, that kind of bullshit so the first few years of my life with her was that mm-hmm. get my experience so then when i got to that point when i was working at that that chinatown spot and with that guy and i was just like yo the this guy dude. has this guy has a business but he's still a punk and he's mm-hmm. all you know like i can do that you know like i I don't need to sacrifice who I am to to gain success, you know? Yeah. No, I respect and that. And so I started thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm. And that like I don't know. It's it feels weird to say, right? But like that like that restaurant, they really depended on me. They really like were fucking leaning on me mm-hmm. to be the workhorse of that of that restaurant, to be the cornerstone. Cause the frying part was like the most like cornerstone like people right. didn't go there for like like the hot links and all that shit was good right mm-hmm. but people came to the occasion spot because they wanted fried seafood that makes sense like you fried know? catfish fried catfish fried shrimp fried fried oysters you know and the beignets are fried too right mm-hmm. and then they just throw yeah, the powdered yeah, yeah. sugar on top uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. beignets are fried but i didn't have anything to do with that that was just kind of easy peasy shit you yeah just throw some shit and like that's when i realized like all right I can still be me and I can't still do what's responsible of me as to being a cook and a chef and all that bullshit right. and run a restaurant and run a business. So after that, I was, I kept thinking, all right, I'll keep learning more about cooking and learning all these different types of fancy foods and all this kind of shit and mm-hmm. learn what it is to cook in these kind of types of environments and shit like that. Right. But, that's when I started thinking, well, how can I do this on my own? Mm-hmm. How can I do this for myself? How can I do this without outside investments? How can I do this without, you know, without having to, to feel like I'm relying on loans and all this other bullshit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I started just going online. And I find, like, all these different auction sites where you can purchase shit from a restaurant that folded from mm-hmm. on the other side of the country. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get all this shit, Some like secondhand stuff, but you save a lot of money probably doing tons it. Tons of money, and it's I, probably not any shittier than than yeah. buying it brand new. Uh-uh. Like, what's it matter? You know, like yeah. what's it matter that it was used? It doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. That restaurant would still be using it. Yeah, right. If mm-hmm. I mean, if they were still, they would right. still you be using it. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, over the years, I've kind of started purchasing my shit. So I've got a nice big six, like fifty cups rice cooker that i got for oh, like a hundred bucks which cost like 800 bucks brand Fuck, new yeah you know i've gotten like food storage containers for like pennies like on the dollar yeah like i got a lot of shit right now like i'm not there to where i could start my own restaurant but i'm pretty much like i have money in the bank saved and if i wanted to do it i can do it that's you know? fucking sick but i just need to decide on where i want to do it and how i want to do it and decide who I want to do it with, you know, mm-hmm. that's the most important part. Cause I can kind of, I, I thought about it through and I want to do it on my own. I don't want, you know, I don't want to so do you want to try and get a location or are you going to do something mobile or what are you thinking? Both, both. Cause both. it's, there's no problems. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. So like I was saying, like, I just feel like, Hmm. Like how, how, how I feel, how I view what a chef should be, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to subvert what it is right now. 
right? So when people think of a chef, they think, oh shit, like I'm a big celebrity chef. I'm going to be like Gordon Ramsay. I'm going to make some fucking stupid bullshit recipe, <laughs> which really isn't necessarily their ideas. They're trying to just basing their shit off of old world. Right. There's a, there's a whole world of, of cooking before that happened. They're reinventing the wheel a little bit. They're, they're, not, they're not even reinventing the wheel. I mean, the not wheel. reinventing. They're, they're... they're just rehashing the same shit. Like, yeah. people just... People don't understand what food trends were 10 years ago, let alone what it was 100 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, they think that the chef doesn't need to cook. Mm-hmm. And I want to subvert that. I want to go back to... Mm. For me, I... If you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. you want that guy there. Right. Right? Because like, I mean, Wolfgang Puck isn't always cooking those meals. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, right. I almost went to go work at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant in downtown LA. Mm. But I didn't take it because I went to that, that Ponty place. But he wasn't going to be there. No. No, he wasn't going to be there. Mm-mm. And I was even surprised that that guy, Scott Conant, was there as much as he was. Yeah. When I was there. Because Gordon Ramsay, he's not there all the time with his no, restaurants. No, 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 no. Right? So, I, I, I kept thinking about it. I was just like, all right, like, how can I like take my experience as cooking? How can I make this for myself? Because I've been doing it for everyone else, mm-hmm. right? And I, I worked for this guy who would fucking call me in and just do coke, and he gets to <laughs> fucking live this sweet ass life in L.A., you know? And there's like. People, <laughs> there's like I... so many people out there in this world. I'm so, keep going. <laughs> so if anyone's listening, thank God this thing's battery powered. I think I blew a fuse with the heater in the studio, so we're just sitting in complete darkness right now, and I can't even see him. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Oh, what the fuck? I, I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, you wanna get good? Do you have your light? Maybe just turn your light on your phone. You're where good. I don't even know where my phone is. There we go. Maybe just turn uh, your flashlight off. Sorry, bro. I think we blew a fuse. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh shit. Good thing it's battery powered. The yeah. God bless the Zoom H6, man. Shout out to Zoom, baby. But no, you were in a heat. You were like on point, and the power just literally went black. Yeah, and like, I didn't see anything. And and I'm, you were holding your composure, but then I think you were just like, I can't see anything. What's going on? Yeah, my like bad, that. dude. So yeah. I thought you had like some kind of sensor in here. Like we don't move. I was like, fuck, have we been that still? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you were saying, um, you know, about being a chef that's actually cooking. Oh and- yeah, All right, so being a chef, I feel like. People go to these restaurants and they expect to see these people there, you know, but mm-hmm. they're not there. And so why are you still paying this much, you know? Because I know I've worked with these people that worked in those restaurants, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that there 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 is a big chunk of these people, like 20 I'll say like easily 25% of the people that work in kitchens, even in the fancy kitchens, have no fucking right being in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. no right being in there, dude. Like, oh, my God. There'd be, like, people who were just, like... Oh, there was a guy in my restaurant where it'd be, like... His name is Artie, right? Uh-huh. And if anyone ever did anything wrong, he'd be, like, stupid fucking Artie. <laughs> stupid fucking Artie. Because he was that stupid. You God. know what I mean? So what would, like, he, he, was, what would he do? He would just... just I don't know, just never be ready for service. Never like because you would get three hours mm-hmm. 
to prepare everything before mm-hmm. service started. So we didn't start making dinner until six, right? But you'd have to be there at three. You could show up early. You could show up a little bit later. Right. Didn't matter. As long as you had your shit ready by six. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker never had anything ready by six. In three hours, couldn't get his shit ready. Nope. That's fucking So nuts. I would go help him. He was cool. Uh, I loved him. I'm still yeah. fucking friends with this guy. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I could still say it too. But why, I mean, not to be a dick because I don't know him and I don't want to talk bad about him, but why Why didn't they ever pull the plug? Was he just that cool? They didn't want to get rid of him? Uh, it wasn't just that he was that cool or nothing, you know? It was just... There's just not people out there. Like you, okay, like you were saying, there's just not a lot of people, and he did know enough. Yeah, he to knew keep enough to be going, in there. Yeah, but he wasn't really shining. Yeah, definitely not shining. Okay, definitely not. Yeah, you know, like if it wasn't for like for like me and like another person, like this girl, Crystal, Crystal, yeah, like, yeah, that full. I don't know. Like it's it's still hard to say. Like you would want to say like this fool would be fired, but he was not gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just there's just not enough he people that, that yeah. People just don't want to work. You know, like people don't want to put in that effort and right. like, care. And when it comes to food, you can tell when someone cares about what they're cooking. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Someone who doesn't give a shit. You know, like you'll even, see it and yeah, you'll taste it. Yeah, you'll taste it. You'll taste it more than anything. You'll taste mm-hmm. it more than anything. You know, there is a, there isn't an even dis- distribution of flavors. Right. You know that it's it's not you know consistently made. It didn't look like that guy over there at that table. You know that guy ordered the same thing. Why does his look better than mine? Right. Consistency, you know? like you're saying, like that kind of shit. It's just like he wasn't on that that level, and he needed help. But it was just like that shit exists and. I want to subvert that shit. I want to go to a place where if a chef is working for a restaurant, that needs to be his. He needs to own that. He needs to own it in some way. He needs to get something out of this other than just his salary. I mean, he's putting his name on it. Yeah. So he should have some pride to taste. It It should taste like it. It should smell like it. It should look like it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get. That's his product. Yeah. I agree with that. Exactly. It's and like, then as the customer, mm-hmm. when you go to this restaurant expecting that guy to cook and to get those flavors and that consistency every time, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I want. That's so fucking cool. What I want to do is start a restaurant where it's just me and three other guys, mm-hmm. small menu, small capacity, you know, nothing mm-hmm. more than what we can do. Right. Nothing more than, you know, I would say less than 100 people. Nice. Less than 100 people. I mean, a so. small menu is good because that kind of tells you that that place knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see a big, big menu and I go somewhere, I get a little worried. Yeah. Because you're just if, like, you, if you you're, got you're obviously and buying Mexican this shit. And, and Chinese and Japanese all on the same menu. Uh, my opinion is none of it tastes good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why you got such a smorgasbord of, of crap to choose from. Exactly. So. I want to be able to be like, all right, if you're going to come to my restaurant, Mm -hmm. you're going to see me and these three other guys Mm -hmm. every day that that restaurant is open. That's fucking right. And that we're always going to make this food fresh. 
as fresh as we can, you know. Right. If within, I had to within fucking, reason. Yeah, you know, with the absolute. Because sometimes, depending on where you live, you might not be able to get everything. Mm-hmm. But fresh, like, fresh. if it's like noodles, I'm gonna make those fucking pasta noodles okay. fresh. If it's like sauces, I'm making all that shit fresh. Thanks to thanks to Apple, right? Yeah, all oh, that yeah. shit. Shout out to Apple. So if everything can be anything that can be fresh is gonna be fresh, and we're only gonna serve this amount of people, and that's it. People mm-hmm. like that. So many restaurants try to like, like, oh, we did this good this month. Now let's try to grow. Everything wants to grow and grow and grow. But once you start adding more people in, you're not going to get that same kind of consistency. Well, and your food costs, you're going to be throwing a lot of shit away. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just like... that's money out the door. And then this is like a big problem. This is a big problem that doesn't get talked about at all. But in like the restaurant industry, Mm -hmm. so much food gets sent back because the new thing is, it's not that new now, but... Everyone takes like fucking 15 minutes to f- take pictures of their food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, then they send you know, it back. Because it's cold. And it's cold. And they're like, this is cold. I can't eat this. That that was such a fucking thing at that restaurant. That that restaurant in Hollywood that I worked at. Like, like luckily for me, like my, my shit was cold to begin with like right I'm, I'm, I'm the cold kitchen right so my food's cold to begin with so my so shit didn't get sent back don't fuck with you too much yeah like i didn't have to deal with that but anyone on pasta steaks and you know like that, that kind, kind of, of shit fucking idiot complains about it when they know they're the reason it's cold <laughs> you That's don't even so understand dude it's like it's it's like oh my god you don't even understand like, how eat, many go, people go eat somewhere else go to a hot pot place it never oh, gets cold my god. Stupid. you don't even understand i just want to tell dumb. the um like, it's so dumb. Like the people who who walk into restaurants, what they expect and like what they feel like they deserve is just and, like, and they all think they're like fucking Andrew Zimmer. You yeah, know? Like, like, who, they're, like they're, they're going to critique you. Who do you think you are? Like who do you think you are? Like, all right, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm fucking the best chef ever, or whatever. But that's whatever. your shit. But I'm also not going to be like, well, who the fuck are you to come over here and just be like, oh, this should have been hotter, like. It should have been hotter isn't something that's on me. No, it's you know on what? you yeah. as the, you the know consumer. What? I agree with you. Why don't you take this to go? You got a microwave at home, right? Right. You can heat this up as hot exactly. as you like it. Exactly. Because I prepared it correct the way I prepared it. And if you don't like it, by all means, you can go right outside and go next door. That's And that's, that's the, the attitude of everyone in this world right now. It's just like... Entitlement. And it's, it's yeah, the entitlement. And it's just like... Uh, it's so like amplified in the restaurant industry and any service industry, really. Well, and 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 it sucks because like what you're saying, there's not enough people out there that are brave enough to just be like, "This is what I do, and this is how I do it." And if you don't like it, fuck off. Most people exactly. want to please everyone, and you can't. Yeah. No. And no, by no, doing no. that, you're by trying to please everyone, you're gonna you're going to single out a large amount of people that are getting screwed over because of those dickheads and those yeah, idiots that exactly. fucking don't think. Really, I mean, it's the group that is actually being the one that it, that is vocal about expressing their like discontent. They're like so small, but the companies that are like being affected by this, they speculate so much on what those people are, like mm-hmm. how big those people are right i feel like that's what's dragging everything out of control 
I feel like the companies are so afraid that like, oh, two or three people said some bad shit about us. This is going to grow up into like grow to like thousands and tens of thousands of people right. saying bad things about us. So we it's better nip like this in the Yelp butt. reviews. Yeah. Like Yelp reviews. Like, dude, like that, that guy that I worked for in LA mm-hmm. uh, uh, at the Cation spot, he didn't give a fuck about Yelp reviews. He, Good. He would, he was like, fuck you, ghetto ass piece of shit. Like, he would say that shit. Like, he fuck would write yeah. that, like, right back. He's like, fuck you. Like, you guys are ghetto ass pieces of shit. Like, Dude, don't come to my restaurant, restaurant trying to get shit, like, trying to get free food off of me. Yeah. Like, don't be trying to come and, like, fuck with my business to, like, take advantage of me. I'm, I'm one of those people that loves a crazy person. And when I say crazy, I respect it. Yeah. Cause like, I love. There was a place we used to go to in Nevada when my parents first moved out there, right? It was a place called Big Apple Pizza. This dude straight up came from New York. He used to play for the New York Islanders. His name's Todd. We used to call him Todd the Pizza Guy. This motherfucker had a bat behind his counter. God bless him. One of the coolest <laughs> dudes I've ever met in my life. So sick. And the reason he had the bat, I remember asking him one time. He said, oh, it's just for people that park in my spot, and I don't like it. Because he had, like, restaurant parking for his delivery driver. Uh-huh. But this dude was legit. Made his own mozzarella in-house. I mean, oh, real so guy. Sick. Real yeah, dude, so you know? Sick. Yeah, people Everything. would make their own cheese in I house. mean, we would go there sometimes, and, you know, it wasn't on the menu, but he would, he, he made us, like, a four, like a whole three-course dinner. I mean, he made, like, a caprese salad, and then he would do, like... um he would do stromboli. Oh, that oh, shit yeah. is fucking delicious. But I remember one time, this fucking dickhead, like one of the, one, you know, because we're in Nevada, so it was like a bro mm-hmm. parked his stupid pickup truck out there, and he wasn't ready for Todd. Todd's a pretty big dude. I mean, he's built. He's a built guy, and he's a New Yorker, so you don't fuck with New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you're from. They got this mm-hmm. demeanor where you're just like, all right, I get it. Yeah. And um, he went out there with his bat and he told him he not 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 rude, but he he had his bat in his hand. And he said, "You need to move your fucking car, dude. This is for my delivery guy. I've never, I mean, in front of his storefront, in front of his customers, just telling a dude, you need to move your fucking car right now with the bat in his hand outside. And I've never seen that to this day. And he was just the most real dude. Like his whole attitude was pretty much what like what you're saying like he knew what he was doing and if you didn't like his method or his attitude there's the fucking door dude he wasn't one of these pc guys he didn't sugarcoat nothing Mm. dude what you see is what you get and i've always had love and respect for people like that because there's no reason why you shouldn't be an individual in this world and if and if you think the reason you can't be an individual is because it's not the status quo then you're a fucking idiot and you're buying in all the bullshit that they want you to buy into. And I respect the shit out of individualism. And I love the fact that you want to do something on your own. Because to me, that's what sets you apart. And you know, and that's your passion. And and if it's something that you're passionate about, then it should be done exactly the way you want to do it. No way other than that. Mm-hmm. You know? So Absolutely. I, I respect the shit out of that. For dude. sure. Like uh like my shit's gonna be soup Nazi as fuck. Like, fuck yeah! Oh, uh, like you don't fucking like it? Don't ever come back. Like I will tell you straight up: don't ever fucking come back. And you better still pay me, like, bitch. Oh uh, yeah, like you're gonna pay for this shit. <laughs> fuck yeah! But don't ever fucking come back. I love. That. I would rather not. I would rather not serve people like that than serve fucking people. 
Well, you're not you losing know? anything. Because no, Because those people weren't going to come back anyway. I mean, even, and they, even if they were going to yeah. be like, oh, the food was okay, they would have went online and behind your back and probably just ripped you a fucking new one on a Yeah, review. and it's not even just that. I mean, like, they could, like, there's like a study, like, if you get a returning customer, they give you, like, fucking $1,200 back in return, right? Or maybe on a, a corporate year. level. You know, like, yeah, but, that works, like, but, I mean, you don't want those kind people. People want to, like, people really buy into, like, the, the whole speculation of it, the speculation aspect. You really believe that this that guy was going to come and spend $1,200 in the year on your restaurant? Like, come on. Like, no fucking way. This guy way. jumps around this from guy, place yeah, to place. Yeah, this guy is not going to fuck He's like, not reoccurring anywhere. Mm-hmm, He's probably, no. he wants to get a thousand reviews under his belt so he can become this like elite part of this group. That rates people, and then he can get his own YouTube show and start vlogging. That he, I mean, it's just so annoying. And that's even if he has that aspiration to do that kind of shit. Half the time, time they're half assing that. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, I'll just say some snarky shit on Yelp or Google one reviews, star. and you know, one star and this and that. And it's like that's it. And it's just like I'm fu- like you're fucked because to outside investors, you know, who aren't in the restaurant industry and all that kind of shit, when they see some bad reviews and bad press and bad mm-hmm. all this you know they're like oh fuck well this isn't going to be that much of a return of investment for us so why should i get involved in this and that's why i feel like if you're going to be a chef and aspire to want to do some good food that you want to do mm-hmm. you need to do it for yourself yeah there's no way that you can What's... be doing it for other people because, yeah it starts there yeah because like other people are going to want you to do this or that to make the most on to to get the most out of their return out of their investment you know right. they want that they want the, to to double it at least at least double it everyone who puts money into something that they're not working on they right. want to get double of that well cuz they got to pay off the financiers and then they got to turn a profit so yeah. I, I mean it makes sense it's all numbers and that business side of it but if you want to continue and you want to bake a brand I don't feel like you'd be making a brand if you're always trying to appease and 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 make everyone happy. That's not a brand. You're kind of doing what I was saying earlier where it's like you can be Applebee's and have 40 things on your menu or you can be that restaurant where people are like, you know what, I, I'm in the mood for something like this. You don't go to Applebee's saying, I'm, I'm in the mood for uh, bottomless uh, tortilla chips and fries. I mean, yeah. you, you, you go could... to an actual restaurant that specializes in something that you love mm-hmm. that you can't maybe get at X, Y, and Z down the road. And and, th- and that's another thing that I wanted to be a part of what I want to do is that I don't necessarily want a set menu. Mm. Um, like I said, I, I don't have a palate. I'm fucking picky. Uh-huh. I don't eat fruits or vegetables. You know, there's a lot of shit that I don't fucking eat. Um, but I still want to be able to have some fun with it. I want to be able to make this. I want to be able to make that. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to restrict myself to saying like, oh, well, I just make rustic Italian or I make American food. Right. Like, I want to be like, my shit is, I want to be stoner food. Mm, like, okay. Like, like if you had a cousin that fucking got high all the time uh-huh. and was actually good at cooking food. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like, that's what I want to feel like. When you walk into my restaurant, that's how you're going to feel. You're like, oh, that's my, my fucking cousin that smokes Halloween. And right. he became a chef. 
and it's just gonna be like fucking like do you got any the like, most random shit but gourmet as fuck do you got any like maybe some ideas you've been thinking well i mean do you want to even throw them out there you kind of want to keep it under wraps oh you're forming dude them? like all right so uh besides like my basic ass fucking like stoner ass burgers right so like a mm-hmm. double cheeseburger mm-hmm. with some mozzarella mm-hmm. uh Mozzarella sticks in between the burger patties. Ooh, good. That's nice. So you got burger, mozzarella sticks, burger, mm-hmm. and then some marinara and some Parmesan crusted buns on Ooh. brioche buns. Parmesan crusted brioche. Oh. God damn, that right? sounds good. Right? I'm not even high, and that sounds delicious. What about a, a calzone with the lasagna stuffed inside? Oh. That shit's so bomb. it's basic, yeah. Okay, so it's like a breaded lasagna. Yes, I've done that before. It was oh amazing. My, God. my chef, the, when I was at the Ponte in LA, my chef made some lasagna one time, mm-hmm. and I was working on the pizza station, and we did a, a wood brick oven, mm-hmm. and I made a calzone with the, the lasagna from our family meal. Oh, nice. So it's kind of a leftover. Yeah. But yeah, leftovers, yeah. leftover lasagna is the shit. Right? Yeah. So you throw it in the calzone. I put it in the oven with the fucking wood brick. Oh, it was so oh, amazing, God dude. Damn. You don't even know how amazing that I was. I don't. I wish I was there. Oh, you know, dude. Oh, my God. Right now, I, I work at a pizza spot right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do calzones all day there. Oh, Just it's like so good. Chicken and pepper. I, I julienne cut pepperoni, so like really thin strips of pepperoni, and mm-hmm. I throw it in with some chicken and spinach and cheese. So fire. Dude. So fire. And then, yeah, like oh, olive oil with some fucking Parmesan and some herbs over the top Dude, of that th- shit. Dude, this shit's going to go crazy. You need to start... Yeah, like the most stonish shit. Doing some stuff, man. Getting Dude, it out there because... Chili Killies Burger. Oh, what? Chili Killies Burger. The first time I had that, Ben's mom made it for us when we were hungover. Oh, my God. Ben's God mom. Her. God bless Ben's mom, dude. The one time I we, we, we got really drunk mm-hmm. at Ben's mom's, and we I stayed the night. And the next morning, she made us breakfast, and I'm pouring hella salt on my fucking... Uh, eggs. She made us eggs, scrambled eggs on point. Fucking yeah. hell of salt. She's like, "Are you? Do you smoke?" And I was just like, "I do hell of smoke, right?" So yeah. I was just like, "No, my my mom and dad smoke cigarettes." And she's like, "Oh, that's why you put so much salt because it because your taste smokes, buds, right? Yeah, your taste buds." I was just like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's hella funny." <laughs> but dude, chili would you chili Keela's burger? So run us by, run us through that real quick. So that would just be fucking like. Burger, you burger buns, right? Mm-hmm. And you just grill and butter them. Then you got your burger, oh. and I, I season that with some like garlic, salt, and pepper, and Fuck salt, yeah. right? And then you put the chili quiles, right, mm-hmm. with some fucking nice like ah, oh, jack jack cheese over the top of the chili quiles, and some fucking nice cilantro. You dice that cilantro Ooh. up so well, and you just pff, sprinkle that over. And Dude, I don't like it, but like I like su- I like to sushi cut. Uh, my lemons now so i, I cut so off that yellow no no i cut off the yellow rind but i keep oh. the white part oh so it curls kind of no 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 all right so like all right when you when you cut a lemon right mm-hmm. you see a yellow the yellow outer oh, rind yeah the rind and then there's the white sort of inside like rind. breaking the pieces apart kind of sort thing of. that separates yeah. the i know what you're talking about yeah yeah so i cut it to where it's just a little bit of the white part and then i really thinly slice all that Ooh. shit 
and so that it's, would be it's, perfect. It's uh, even even flavor. Every mm-hmm. piece pretty much has that same. Like the, every the bite super has thin, that. Yeah, super and thin. That's like I mean. the chef in you. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. bite should taste the same, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Everything needs to be exactly the same. There needs to be a consistency. Like every bite needs to be the same for me. And that's the kind of shit that I feel like food needs to be. Mm -hmm. And you need to get that. I feel like consistency is the best part Mm -hmm. about what makes a chef a chef. And if you want to cook and you love to cook, you need to be constantly giving out the same shit every time. And that's kind of what you said, uh, kind of the BJ's mantra. Uh-huh. I mean, that's Everything kind of what got you started and it, it comes full circle, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. It's kind of like a lot of the foreground things you learn when you're younger, the the important stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of imprinted in yeah, you. And it'll always be part be, of who you are. Beated it into my mind. This and, is it's just, like... and it sounds like crazy because you, <laughs> like not to just go jump back on a BJ's, but it's just, it's a chain and you wouldn't. I I didn't I didn't know that they had that kind of level of you know it's just you wouldn't expect that from yeah. a chain no 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 that's and a very it was like, like it was it was super like that was the cleanest kitchen I've ever worked in in my life that's cool that was the cleanest we we really had to clean that shit every fucking day mm-hmm. and every month we had people coming in to check us out. Like, that's good to know, I and mean, that's good for people out there. Because I've always kind of had a good—I've always had a good experience with BJ's. Mm-hmm. I've always liked their food, so kind of reinforces it. And it makes me kind of want to go back. But, dude, I—the power going out was fun. But yeah. this dude, I gotta say, I'm—I'm I'm super excited to see what you're gonna do with um with your business and oh, with your yeah, aspirations. Dude, like, so. I, you like, definitely sound like you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, it's just it's just the the, the nihilist part of me. Like I love that. I though. don't uh, like I don't fucking care. Like I don't fucking care. So when people ask me like, "Well, what do you want to do?" and this, this is like, I can do anything, dude. Like there really isn't anything I can't do. Mm-hmm. Like before cooking, I, I fucking I did so much bullshit before uh-huh. this. Like I worked in stock rooms. I worked in warehouses. I worked in food production i worked in where i made nutritional supplements for livestock and exotic animals holy shit dude i made shit for tigers and dolphins that's fucking awesome like i made cardboard boxes i've i've done so much shit yeah. in my life i've never said no to any job mm-hmm. well, you're learning except and- for hot topic <laughs> i quit yeah fuck hot topic. <laughs> i quit hot topic in like two hours i worked there i think you just got more credit <laughs> that was, by doing that that, that was so terrible but i really never said no to anything you know and so um with the the whole punk thing growing up punk and all that shit mm-hmm. I've, I've learned to never say no and just do it and yeah shit could suck but but you can you can get something out of it and figure out how to use that for yourself and that's the best part that i've i've gotten out of cooking was that um i've learned how to make this food that that a lot of people don't know how to make mm-hmm. you know like who the fuck knows how to make a steak tartare i didn't right. fucking even know what that shit was until i started making it right and I like oh raw meat and eggs like I'm not gonna fucking eat that. Yeah. But actually, I grew a taste to it, and it's pretty good. I haven't tried. I mean, it. I'm, I've I'm never, open to I've it. never eat it. I never eat it, but I do have to taste everything mm-hmm. as I make my dishes. You oh, know? of course, I have to taste it, right? So like, 
uh, I put my fucking pinky in it and I taste it and I fucking, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is gross. <laughs> you know, <It's> slimy, <laughs> but like I still taste it and I did grow a taste for it, but it was just like, it was definitely something that cooking. It was like, all right, even if I don't eat this fucking food, I can still do it and I can still come up with some shit. And even if I can't come up with the menu on my own, I can, I can figure out how to, procure all my equipment and everything else that I need to get uh, my own restaurant going. And I can just fucking hire some chef to teach me some shit and yeah. be like, Hey, well, you can make the menu and all that bullshit. And you know, you'll have me as your support and we can comfortably have a nice service. Fuck yeah. You don't have to yell at me. You're not going to yell at me. Yeah. Like there's no way you're going to yell at me for like, Hey, I need this. Where's this dish? Like, no, that's no. not going to happen. Nope. No. With me on the line, no. You're never yelling at me. Fuck I've, yeah. I've, I've rarely been yelled at in the kitchen for having something. And that's like, and that's even a coke, a coked up punk guy didn't even yeah. yell at you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No one's no. yelling at you with that No, point. no, no one. I've, like like I said, I've honestly hardly ever been yelled at. There's handfuls of times, mm-hmm. really a couple of handfuls of times where I've been yelled at. Ever. Yeah. And I've been doing this for like five years. That's fucking sick though. That's crazy. That's impressive. I don't I don't want to be that guy. Like that's how I work. I don't want to be the worst person. Like, I mean, I understand that there's like my own limitations. Like I said, my palate and all that bullshit. That isn't gonna make me that guy who's gonna be the top of the chef, top of the class, mm-hmm. like coming up with my own recipes and coming up with this and that and all that bullshit. I already understand that that's not gonna be me, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna be the fucking worst guy in here. Right. I'm not gonna be the guy that you're yelling at, wondering where the fuck's my food, why right. the fuck is this plated this way, why the fuck doesn't it taste as good as it should be. That's not me, no, but. Well, you can you, expect more. You're going to yeah, expect and, way and, more. And like, kind of like, just like this whole thing is just kind of been full circle because like I mentioned earlier, you, you're the type of guy that takes a lot of pride in what you do. You know, like I said, even when it comes to just us going to hardcore shows and you just taking the time to mentor me and help me and help me assimilate in the way I wanted to. You yeah. Know, see, just like, to show me what's up. I didn't understand that. Like, that like with like... two-stepping, you know, and I know that sounds silly, but I mean, to me, it was a big deal because... I always develop a kinship and love for someone that takes the time to show me and teach me. Yeah. Because I'll never forget that and I'll always have that part in me and I'll always have a piece mm. of that moment in my life that crafted who I am. And just like you talking mm-hmm. about your food and everything. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to get people that I love and respect on here to tell me, you know, what worked for them, what they're doing with their life. Cause everyone I'm having on here isn't like me. I mean, we're not different, mm-hmm. but we're not doing the same thing. Yeah. But we have the same mentality and mindset of like, let's just be who we are and fuck everybody else. Yeah. Like, because we don't need them. You know, we yeah. want them to need us. Yeah. Like, you know? like we, we know that there's like, there's the world, there's other worlds that exist. And whether how successful, quote unquote, successful they are. Or how big they are it's irrelevant all that shit's irrelevant you know that it's it means what it is to mm-hmm. us and regardless of how many there is of us that's all that matters to us you know right. like not, nothing else matters beyond what we would believe in and what we we love and all that shit 
Not, you know. Like, you know, I could care less about anything else going on besides me, uh, cooking, my wife, music, mm-hmm. like my my scenes that I'm a part of, you know, like right. StarCraft and like League of Legends and fucking <laughs> nerdy ass shit like Fuck that, yeah. you know, like nothing else matters. Like I could care less what's going on in pop culture or what's going on. But I mean, that's the kind world. of the way you got to be because you'll go crazy. Yeah. If you're too I'm, involved, you're going to go crazy and you can't focus on... The important things, which is your inner circle and yourself. Yeah. If you don't have a control on who you are and who you want to be, then you're never going to be the right person for your wife, for your family, and for mm-hmm. your friends and for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. So that pride, that sense of pride is really what differentiates us and makes us who we are. And I, it's been a fucking great episode, and I fucking had a blast. And, dude, you're always welcome back. So whenever you want to do this again, dude, just let me know. Yeah, for it's sure, man. nothing is... but love. And uh, a f- we have a few times three or four Budweiser's yeah. we got going on here, a couple <laughs> piss breaks. But we got it done, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a great episode with Joseph Beltran, my great friend from high school. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, for sure. See ya. You have been listening to the Stoop Kid Podcast. Please subscribe and tune in next time for a whole new episode with a whole new experience.